0: This is the Doctor, President-elect of the High Council of Time Lords. I am definitely a madman with a box. Anyone for Jelly, baby? I'm the Doctor. I'm 904 years old. I'm from the planet Gallifrey in the constellation of Castambrus.
1: Hey, you fans, and welcome to the Big Blue Box Podcast. My name's Gary. My name's Adam. And this is episode 96.
2: 96.
1: More American stuff this week. Yeah, I know, yeah. 96. 96. Travelling on space, time to minimum. <laughs> Adam and I were um, really throwing some shapes around to this week's intro. Oh, we, we normally do, yeah, but we're very enthusiastic this morning with the, the yeah. old intro dancing. We're doing the old hand wave inside to side. We're doing, what was it, big box? Carble box. Oh, yeah, little box, little box, us, whatever. Yeah,
2: I was doing a bit of break dancing, but you couldn't see it because I was below the sca- screen. Yeah, it's
1: all going on this morning.
2: <laughs> I it's was what... slightly distracted, actually, because I was doing the dancing, and there's this big um, triangle with an exclamation mark popped up on my screen. I don't know what it's trying to tell me, but it's got my name next to it. I was like, what... My computer's just out and come alive this morning. I think Wotan's taken over it. <laughs> Who's <laughs> let Cybermax into the Tardis? It's still there and it's bugging me. I don't know, it just says Adam <laughs> and then a great big um, warning sign. What does it mean? Anyway, I'll try and ignore it for the rest of the podcast.
1: Well, you know, Cybermax.
0: <laughs> oh,
1: or <before> it's Wotan. <laughs> uh, uh,
3: uh,
1: uh, 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 computer's alive. <laughs> Oh, that was the computer from the Tom Baker story.
2: Uh, No, 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 it's that WOTAN, what do you call it? Um, War Machines.
1: Oh, War Machines, yeah, from second... Oh, of course, yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, That was a really good impression, by the way. Oh, thanks. Yeah, Yeah. I've been working on it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, it's uh, EU referendum day, for anyone interested. Hooray! Uh, So... (laughs) um, That's that's already taken over all of my... uh, Twitter and social stuff today. And I know. I think pretty soon I may have to invoke the uh the Twitter mute functions and whatnot. because uh, 'cause it's, I'm getting bored of it already. I mean I've been bored now for quite a few weeks of the whole thing, but I think today's just as expected. Just really fed up now.
2: Yeah. I know I know what you mean. It's like you go on Twitter and it's all that. You go
1: on television and it's football it's like oh can't escape it i'm not bothered either way now uh, uh, what there is one thing though one thing that's driving me nuts what's that and that is the uh the the leave campaigners if you want oh, to vote right. leave and that's totally cool if that's your if that's your um the direction you want the country to go in and that's your thing fair play it's all good um however if uh we do end up leaving europe and i hear any vote leavers complain at all saying oh, I don't have as much money in my pocket as I, as I used to. If I hear anyone say that, I'm probably going to punch them extremely hard in the face. Oh, right. It really is doing my head in. That's like, yeah. of all the things, you know, that the, the EU referendum, you know, has on the table, it's still that one thing that those two things just are always there by the, the vote levers, which is we throw so much money at Europe, we don't have as much money left for ourselves. And the whole, you know, immigration thing, whatever yeah um so if we do end up leaving and all the vote leavers then start complaining how skint they are it's going to be trouble yeah it's going to kick off it really is doing my head in now so i'm just bored of it so if you're out today i obviously if you're listening to this uh on friday the day it goes out the 24th of june um and you were out yesterday and you were voting and stuff all good whichever way you went it's good to uh to have voted I think that's the worst thing when a lot of people sit around and complain and whinge and talk about it, but don't vote. Yeah, that's probably
2: me because I always sort of sit there and think, because I'm so indecisive. I'm one of the most indecisive people just in general in life. Um, So, yeah, (laughs) I haven't got a clue. I don't don't know what's what's going on. I'm so confused by it
1: all, to be honest with you.
2: I just just don't know.
1: It is confusing, isn't it? Isn't it? It is. It's mainly based on opinion. And scaremongering and, mm-hmm. and oh, a lot- there's a lot
2: of that. Be afraid, be yeah. very afraid. So I did yeah. my
1: postal vote early on in the week because uh, I don't know how I did it, but I think a couple of years ago I must have registered to vote by post. So I don't get a. I think I can take it to the polling station still, but yeah, you know, I get it through the post like a month or two before. So yes, EU referendum will be muting it on Twitter imminently. <laughs> yes, yeah. Other than that. How have you been buddy? How's your last week been?
2: It's been good actually because um yeah as I said there's been naff all on TV and I've I've managed to cram in a bit of um bit of Doctor Who this week which I'm quite pleased about actually. Cuz obviously I've watched our review app um which yep. was six episodes I managed yep. to get that done um, which Very was good. Very good. Sir. Very good. Very good indeed. Oh, I think I'll have a sandwich. Um, <laughs> be a good man and put the kettle on would what? you? What? Uh, <laughs> and um I also got round to listening to a bit of Big Finish this week. Um which was the uh, second part of this Master Trilogy, because uh, they've already released the third part, but me being a bit bah, a bit slow with the listening, I've only just got around to listening to part two, uh, called Vampire of the Mind. And oh, um, yeah. Yeah, 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 I almost got, I've got it's four episodes and I've listened to three of them. I just didn't get time to listen to the last part, but uh, really enjoyed that. Very, very good. It's, uh, it's old sixty. It's, a, yep. it's the as the sixth doctor and um it's got Alex McQueen as the master in it. So yeah. He's was good, good, isn't he? He's very he good. He is good. He yeah. works really well with Colin as well. So so that was good. I got got that in there. Um I've also and <laughs> I'm slightly worried about this now because of my job situation, but I also bought something out of the rubber toe replica oh, no. sale this week. Here we go. Because um, I, I yeah, I thought <laughs> I was starting a new job, so I was feeling a bit plush. Um as it turns out that may have gone a bit tits up but anyway i ordered something from uh <laughs> i ordered something from rubber toe before i knew that um and it's the neural block uh from oh yes i always yeah. want to say hell is it i was getting confused it's Hellbent, isn't it it's is Hellbent, bent yes yeah. yeah not the best episode but um i've had my eye on it for a while i thought it'd look good next to the confession dial i've got okay oh, cool. uh, yeah and it was yeah it was 30 percent off so I, I thought yeah i'll treat myself to that um so i've ordered that uh, it still works out about the same price uh, in terms of because they had vat and, and stuff on don't they yeah, so yep. i think it, it's normally 55 and then by the time you get to checkout, there's nearly 15 quid on top of that <laughs> um so that's kind of every time i've gone to buy it before i've got to check out i thought 70 quid mm, no you know um and backed out um so this was now 38 quid plus about 14 i think so it worked out about 52 which is still a lot of money but a lot better than it would be normally <laughs> okay um, so yeah i've treated myself to that um presumably it's on its way and uh, looking forward to it um and apart from that the only other thing i've done this week is i did buy a ticket to the phantom event next week in chiswick um because they've got a few good guests there um they've ad- added a few more as well i did laugh actually because they've added the guy from who was the bus conductor robot in greatest show oh, and it yes. just made me think because yep. we reviewed it recently i was just thinking that was quite funny I'm, i may just get a picture of the bus conductor sign just just for the hell of it um but bonnie langford's there who i've met before she's actually really nice uh, peter purvis is there yeah um now he's somebody that i've met and he's always really good really nice but i've never managed to get his autograph so I, I thought yes i'll get that um but the real selling point for me was the fact that um they're giving away a free print of uh, remembrance of the daleks which looks we lovely yeah, yeah it really, that's good. And, it's, and the ticket's £10 to get in. So I just thought, I'm just going to go. I think we were saying this before we kicked off, actually. Just even if, like, sometimes the guests aren't necessarily the best, you just, it's just going and being a part of the, yeah. you know, being, being geeking out for a day. I just really feel like a day out geeking out. Um, and there are some good guests there that I want to meet. So there's, um, Who's the lady from Remembrance and Robots of Death? I always say her name wrong. Pam,
1: no, not Pamela. Pamela Salem, no?
2: It is Pam- that's the one, Pamela yep. Salem. Yeah, I always say her name wrong. Yeah, she's there and, um, yeah, she's somebody I'd like to meet, so. Oh, cool. I'm looking forward to that. I think
1: it's next weekend. It yeah. is, isn't it? The 2nd yeah. of July, yeah. Well, that yeah. might be cool then. Um, yeah, I might try and get along to with you, mate, because that print does look really nice and... Um, uh, Gareth Roberts is there. I might uh, take a couple of books along, get him to oh, sign. Oh, yeah, yes, right.
2: Gareth's there. Yeah he's, yeah, he's always nice. He's always good fun as well. So I think that'll be a good little day out. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so. Nice. so, yeah, I've been quite pleased with my little week. I've managed to cram in a bit of Big Finish, managed to spend a bit of dosh on some props, <laughs> managed to uh, get a ticket to a convention. So, yeah, I've had a good
1: little week, really. Nice uh, fun, dude. All told. Yeah, what about yeah. you? Um, I haven't really done too much uh, Doctor Who stuff, I'll be honest with you. Um, I have managed to watch a little bit. Um, and read a little bit. I finished off um, the Target book, The Visitation. Oh yeah, yeah, which is um, a cracking read, really really yeah, good. Yeah, it's a good story that is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think it's um, is it Terence Dix? Eric Sayward. Or, or Eric Sayward. Sorry, yes. Uh, really good read that. And when I finished watching it, I was like, wow, that's like um, that's like lifted straight out of the out of the story from screen to book. Um, and as I was reading it, I was like thinking of these cool little scenes within within the yeah, the stories so i stuck it on and gave it a watch and it's a really really good story that one have they managed
2: to capture the character of um you know the plague,
1: plague. I've i don't
2: forgotten his name have they managed to capture his character right in the book oh uh,
1: yes the actor guy um what's his michael name michael robbins isn't it? uh yeah um they pretty much have yeah they um the, the way that uh, eric's wrote that character is is very much um <laughs> sort of uh, on the fence like quite brave at times, you know, drawing his pistols a lot. And then yeah. the doctor sort of like, no, no, no. And then him being very cowardly and quite funny sort of in between. So I think so, yeah. I think he has brought that character into the book. It's pretty good. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so watch that, read that. Um, and uh, not much else really. Um, I, did, I do want to mention um, something that I've re- I just completely forgot on last week. I think it was last week's show um, when we were talking about books and so on. And uh, you said, "What was that bookshop that you went into?" Oh yeah, uh, yes. Um, it was a it was a shop called Camilla's, and it was in Eastbourne. Oh, Eastbourne, yeah, yes. That's right. And yeah. Uh, our good friend Lewis Palmer um, fired that over on Twitter. Um, so thank you very much, Lewis, because I'm even after the show had finished, when things normally come back to me. Normally, when we talk about stuff on the show, and we're like, eh? what's that called?" or "What's he called?" and then when we're done <laughs> recording, I'm like, "Oh, it's that," or "It's him." I still didn't remember I was racking my brain so uh, yeah if you're after like um, some of the original Target books not the re-releases recently but some of the original ones um, and you're in that area then that bookshop is is the place to go
2: yeah I love the look of it I do just remember your pictures yeah I just I love going into um, you know into second hand bookshops and just seeing a load of Dot 2 books it does it used to happen a lot you used to sort of find them more easily I think nowadays um, I don't know people sort of have picked them up but there, there was a there was an Oxfam not too far from me once that had a load of the old New Adventures and the Virgin books in the window. Oh, right, right. <laughs> but they were shut and it was like torture because I walked past and I immediately recognized the spines of them with the sort of, you know, with the writing. I was like, I know what they are and I haven't got any because I kind of dipped out around about the time when they were released. I didn't right. really pick any of those up. Um, but yeah, it was like, I was just sort of like leaning with my hands on the window, you know, desperate to get in. And of course, when we went back, they must have had about three shelves of these easily, mm-hmm. I would have said. Um, but when I went back, when the shop was open, they had four left. <laughs> and I just bought them just because they were like the only four left. I was a bit gutted, but they had loads of them at the time.
1: Yeah, Gutted.
2: Gutted. There you yeah.
1: go. There we go. Uh, yeah. Other than that, mate, not really done a great deal i'm st- oh <laughs> we still haven't purchased our tickets for uh London Film and Comic Con no so. i must
2: admit, i mean i was in a i was in a spending mood as you can tell on on uh, tuesday because i bought the Nora Block, i bought my um phantom ticket and i was going to buy my london film and comic con to be honest the only reason i haven't is because i've had a bit of um trouble with my new job um yes, sure. so i kind yeah. of like it's more the fact um i'm now a little bit worried about financials which i'm sure will all go become good but um but yeah that's the only reason to be honest because i was like absolutely we've banged on about it for weeks it's like right (laughs) this week you know i'm gonna do it all um and i was so prepared to get it but no i've had to hold off but i will be
1: i'm still gonna get it so yeah because i think on last week's show we annoyed and bored everybody Mm -hmm. with waffling on about it and then we said well let's just you know man up and buy the tickets and then um I, uh, I I spoke to you on Twitter the other night, and I was like, you got this ticket yet? And you're like, no, I'm going to get it tomorrow. I was like, all right, I'll hold off then. And then on that day, it was like, you got it yet? And you're like, well, I don't know, because now they've thrown in this £15 midday entry ticket. I'm like, oh, crikey.
2: Yeah, that really threw me, because you know <laughs> what I was saying about being indecisive? Um, well, just when I decided to to absolutely do it, they, they then threw in this, um, they've released some afternoon tickets for £15, so it's like five or cheaper so but but you can only go in after 12 o'clock and I was thinking brilliant that's good but then I went to buy it and I was thinking ah but they haven't released the schedule for the day yet so what if one of my photo shoots I want because mm-hmm. there's three or four I want to get what if they're in the morning because they've made it quite clear doesn't matter if you've got you know you you need to buy the appropriate tickets i was like oh no so i was in complete flux then i was like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do i can't make a decision you know (laughs) so yeah that that also didn't didn't help um (laughs) unfortunately yeah Uh, but the thing is i'm I'm so bad at getting up in the mornings i probably wouldn't even be able to get there before 12 it's just that if like michelle gomez i'd like to get a photo of her ideally if she's in the morning Mm -hmm. i'm either gonna have to get up and pay like the full whack train fare um, like peak hour train, which is expensive, or or stay in a hotel. Yeah, you know, it's the only sort of way to get there if she's like in the morning. If you see what I mean, so that's a bit of, that's another quandary. Another quandary. You know? I
1: think train tickets aren't they off peak at weekends? Oh, are they? Oh, they probably are actually. Yeah, yeah. don't worry about the train ticket, but yeah, it is a quandary. The whole midday thing because with the best will in the world, you'd buy the ticket that gets you in from what is it on a Sunday nine. I think so, yeah, 9 to to 6. Probably getting up around 9. I normally am terrible at getting up in the morning. Um, really bad, yeah. uh, Well, I say that. I'd like to be able to lay in until about 9, but I certainly wouldn't be up early enough to get into London and get to the event for 9. No. Um, So I'd probably get in there around, I don't know, half 10-ish, 11-ish. That's what I'm thinking. Roughly. So I might as well get the midday ticket and just relax in the morning. I just got
2: this feeling she'll be like 11 o'clock or something. It would just be like, or half 11, (laughs) or or 10 to 12. You know, it'd just be like, oh, God, I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, For the sake of a fiver, I might just get, just just so I don't have to worry about it, I might just get the other ticket. Whereas you're, you know, you can get the 15, can't you? Because you're not not too bothered about the photo shoots, are you?
1: Not not really, no. Um, Yeah, so what would be a cool idea is, uh, regardless of what ticket we get, why don't we just meet up and go and have some massive breakfast somewhere? Oh, yeah. Go and find a big greasy spoon somewhere (laughs) and just have a full English. That sounds like a good idea. Oh, that does sound good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Rightio. Um, We haven't really got much news to talk about, have we, this week? Um, We haven't got any news. No, well, not really. Not much. Literally, there's nothing. I mean, we did speak earlier. Like, well, should we talk about? Um, So we told you guys last week that they're going to start filming this week, which is great news. So that's the Doctor Who main show and class, I believe. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's all going on, but we've not had any official um, set picks and uh, we haven't had any leaks or anything like that. So it's been quite boring on the media front. Um, All we know is that the cameras are rolling, Um, potentially as we speak now. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, yeah, I guess it's all studio they're doing at the minute. There's been a couple of pictures of like the Coal Hill School sign I think they've put out. Yeah, but that's not Um, anything... On Cardiff Bay, but we haven't seen any sort of
1: cast or anything, have we? No, that's what I mean. Yeah, we haven't seen the Doctor out and about or no or her or you know, um, so nothing significant in terms of you know because we've seen a thousand pictures of Coal Hill School before.
2: I was really hoping you'd get to meet Pearl actually, because obviously she will have finished in that play now, and it was it was quite easy to meet her when she was in it. And when we were talking about going up to London um, together, and uh, obviously they fell through for different reasons every time we tried to to get together. Um, (laughs) That was one thing I was I was going to try and you know try and do was to 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 get you to meet Pearl because I think it's going to be quite difficult now. Do you know what I mean? Mm She's now she's sort of started filming and and everything like that. might not be so easy to get raw graph, But yeah, when she was doing that play, um, she was very, very nice, you know, and it was easy just to get her to sign something quickly. So, yeah,
3: yeah,
1: yeah. she seems quite cool. cool.
3: Yeah,
2: I am. I'm, I'm looking forward you. to, you know, looking forward to seeing a few. See, I know some people completely stay away from spoiler pics and stuff. I love them. <laughs> <laughs> I have to, I can't lie. I love it when, when we start getting pictures of them filming. So bring it on. But I know, it's, I know not everybody does, which
1: is fair enough. Bring it on. Bring it on, yeah. it's yeah. uh, so another news really. Nothing's nothing's happening. I mean, it's always it always goes um a bit of a, a blackout when the series first starts shooting this very first week or two. Mm. Um, there really isn't any we do get the odd picture. I think when they started filming series nine in the first week or two, we got some pics of um like the some of the monsters that they were gonna be using. In that series, and so on. So, I'm probably in the next few days we'll get something, but um, nothing as yet.
2: No, I mean, one thing over the next couple of months, we'll start to get like cast announcements and things like that. We've already got like a few ones, like the Matt Lucas and all that, but we'll start to get more sort of tidbits coming through over the next couple of months, won't we? Which will be strange because I guess, like, you know, that'll be weird. We'll get all this information about series that we're not going to get to see till. Next year, next year, <laughs> so really, it'll all be all yeah. be a bit old hat, but no, no, it won't, it'll be cool. But, but yeah, we'll start to get a bit more, won't
1: we, over the next couple of months? Yep, old Nardal, is yeah. back. Yep, um, I was gonna, well, that's really weird. I was gonna try and do a Matt Lucas impression then, but the only one I know is, um, what's the, the guy in the wheelchair? What's his name, Lou? Is it Lou? Yeah, Andy or is and Lou? it Andy? Andy, I don't and know. Lou. yeah, oh. Yeah. yeah i was just about to do that as some kind of reference into his coming back to dr who but that would be ridiculous but yes nardo yeah
2: yeah it's funny weird because um the only time i've met them together i've met matt twice but i've only met them together once when they were doing a signing of a cd it was really really early days of um little britain when it used to be a radio program and I went to this signing, I think it's at Virgin Megastore, and they were both there in character. So Matt Lucas was sat in his wheelchair with his wig on, and uh, David Walliams was in his sort of boiler suit, the thing that he used to wear. And they were both, <laughs> even when they were signing, they were both totally in character. It was all a bit strange. Ah. I, used to, I used to have a picture, but it was so long ago, it was on an old camera, and it was so, such bad quality.
3: Yeah. I want to watch Doctor Who. <laughs> it's
2: not bad. Oh, that one. I was like, oh, you guys are really great. He's like, yeah, I know. oh
1: (laughs) Oh, what a kerfuffle oh that's
2: it yes i was trying to think uh, yeah kerfuffle yes
1: um right what are we gonna do let's talk actually let's do competition Um, yes let's
2: do that before we forget
1: because if we forget again it's going to (laughs) be mutiny
2: yeah
1: uh so last week we um very stupidly just you know absolutely went through the show breakneck speed totally forgot about our competition which was um, in conjunction with Big Finish to give away the War Doctor uh, box set, only the Monstrous and uh, we put the, um, we put all of the answers into the little um, configuratory reverse polarity worker out calculator thingy and uh, yes, the winner to that competition is Charlotte Stinson. hey, well done, Charlotte. Yay, she messaged us uh, via Facebook. So thank you very much for entering, and uh, we will be in touch um, very shortly um, so that we can uh, work out getting your Big Finish account set up, or if you have one already, um, we will just pass that over to Big Finish, and they'll get it to you. But uh, yeah, we'll be in touch. Brilliant, well done. Well done. Um, But let's keep the train going. Mm. Let's do another giveaway. Let's do another comp. Let's do it. So, we've spoken lots and lots over the last probably month, five weeks about uh, Target books and Target covers and a lot of Target. Uh, so, we're going to give away a whopper of a story. Uh, this is Genesis of the Daleks. Oh, yes. The new issue from Target. Uh, we're going to give that away. So, enter in exactly the same way as you did on the previous one. Uh, you can send us uh, the answer on Facebook or Twitter or email. It really is up to you. Um, carry a pigeon, your choice. But the question is, who was the cover artist for the genesis of the Daleks target book? To give you a clue, Adam always struggles with the name.
2: Always? Yes. In terms of spelling and pronunciation. (laughs)
1: Yes. (laughs) So who was the cover artist for the genesis of the Daleks target book? It has to be the target book. No other strange, weird publication that you might have seen. Um, or third party thing at a car boot sale five years ago <laughs> has to be the target book so there's your answers and we will I'm I'm going to say we're going to confidently reveal the uh, the winner on next week's show um, but that could go awry but yes we should be able to reveal the uh, the winner next week excellent good luck with that good yeah. Um so no news no much well we've got a little bit of merch I guess any books hmm uh, a new book is on the horizon. Uh, What's it called again? It's The American Adventures.
2: Yeah, this has just popped up on, on the feed today, isn't it? Yeah, Doctor Who, yeah. The American Adventures hardcover. Um, so, we, yeah, this has literally popped up before we recorded, so we thought we'd just have a look at it. What's it all about then? Travel through time and space with the 12th Doctor in these six brand-new adventures set in a host of locations across the U.S., um, throughout US history okay very cool picture of Capaldi on the front there with the American flag well actually it's the TARDIS isn't it just realized that it's the TARDIS sort of wrapped in the American flag that's kind of cool that's pretty cool Um, yep yeah so that's one let's have a look what the comments uh great idea and lovely cover nice cover first time yeah so everyone just saying nice cover basically
1: yeah (laughs) um yeah I think um is it did you say it was six stories it's six, it says on there, yeah. Yeah, six yeah. stories in one. But yeah, hardcover. I'm not really a fan of the hardcovers. I normally wait for the, the paperbacks. Um, but it is a cool cover. It is good.
2: I'm just looking. I guess they. Yeah, I know. I know you're not so much into the Titans, but there's a couple of. Um, SDCC exclusive Titans coming out. Um, they're not that great. Actually, there's like a, ta- a glittery Tardis, which actually is a bit, it's a bit poor that because they've they've just taken the Tardis from the Fantastic collection and covered in glitter, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Um, but there, I do like there's a there's a Ghost Twelfth Doctor Titan coming out with like the black eyes and. Uh, all right, yeah. yeah. He's, he's all right. I wouldn't mind if it was collection, but yeah, not not over enthused. I can see on the site there's the Doctor Who Sonic. Barbecue tongs, which I remember caught my eye at the festival. Oh, you love those, <laughs> didn't you? Not, Yeah, love might. Yeah, maybe that's no, going a bit them. too far. You too love them. Too far. Well, no, because they're the, they're the old Sonic now. I can't be dealing with that. Ah, it's old um, hat, is it? It is old hat. Yeah, yeah but we was, I was saying to some guys in the chat the other day, the Doctor Who merch seems to be um, sort of going down in price a lot lately, which is a good thing in a way for us that want to buy it. But yeah. I don't know. It seems while the show's off air, some stuff that was really expensive before um seems to have come down a lot in price so like for Planet a planet selling off a couple of the figure sets which are really good like the enemies of the third doctor set um you can get for 14.99 now which has the drashik in it which i know you love you the love the drashik. drashik
1: not the drashik yeah the drashik so i know you love the drashik That's pathetic stupid looking <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the benefit of listeners uh, adam has got a drashik uh, hand puppet which he's showing me which looks uh, just as ridiculous and stupid as they did in the in the story
2: yeah it's not happy with you that drashing down down boy stupid back it's the
1: it's the um it's the doctor <laughs> who monster with the three huge eyes on the top that can't see anything <laughs> and can only you can only find its prey via smell
2: that's the one yeah, It's funny one. because, yep. i want to get capture your i wish i'd captured your your laugh there because i could have posted it on twitter do a fake laugh they <laughs> <laughs> so do a robin of sherwood laugh <laughs> <laughs> oh that'll do um but no it's funny because this is the sort of thing when we do meet up in london because that will happen um yeah you know like remember rod hull and emu how that he used to attack everyone with that emu oh yeah yeah i'm gonna bring this Oh, <laughs> and, and that'll be my yeah i'll be attacking you with it <sighs> when we're drunk and clearing the pub properly so yeah so anybody who's like a drashic hand puppet um it does look just like the thing in the program you, you got to give it that because the thing in the program was a rubbery puppet wasn't it was it well i'm sorry yeah i didn't mean to break that illusion but it was um so yeah You'd Anyone who wants? One, they're a bargain price at the minute yeah blitting, i've lost i've lost all my pages
1: Trash, yes. uh, right actually speaking of um sdcc yeah um san diego comic-con exclusives mm-hmm. um from last year um one of the pop funkos has come back into stock for a little while so if you missed the um the 11th doctor um holding handles um he's back in stock over at forbidden planet in um international yeah yes so uh yeah, nip over to ForbiddenPlanet.co.uk, not the .com one. Uh, he's up there at the minute for 15 quid. He's quite a nice, quite a nice um, pop thank you, actually. That's that cool, one. isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's quite good. It's a <laughs> max of one per customer because I think they've only got a few. Um, and they may have gone by the time you're listening to this, but it's worth a shot. Just head over there if you missed it before. Um, you might be able to nab one. That's it. Yeah. I've just noticed, just before we
2: move on, <laughs> what the what in the name of Rattalon is this medium-talking sonic screwdriver plush? This looks dreadful. I've just got to click on it to get some more information. What in
1: the name of Rattalon?
2: Whovians who want to hear a sonic screwdriver emit sounds from the Doctoo TV could definitely add this to their medium-talking sonic screwdriver cart. You'll be glad you did. I don't think so. Have you have you seen
1: this thing? Um, it looks like a good it looks like good fun. Um really I'm not really sure about the whole talking thing, but it looks quite cool. Somebody in the comments says, It's so cute.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, I'm not
2: sure about that myself. It, yeah. I'd
1: rather have the barbecue tongs. Yeah, don't get me wrong, I'm not gonna rush out and, and buy it, but yeah, I've seen worse Doctor Who merchandise.
2: Actually I'll tell you what are good hand just- puppets. Well, there we go. Clearly, um, but I was going to say these these smartphone things have come down a lot. Actually, you've got they only did to the K Nine in the Dalek.
1: Um, Can you please I, elaborate a little bit? Smart f- smartphone things.
2: Sorry, sorry. Well, it's like a <laughs> it's a bit it's a bit like um, a sort of fairly big version of K Nine. It's not it's not like full size or anything. It's kind of like oh, I don't know how big is it. It's Sort of a bit like the character options. One they did, but not quite as big. Right. Um, but yeah, I've got this. I paid a, an absolute fortune for it when it first came out, and it's a really quite a nice little thing. How does it? Um, what? Do you, w- so you know, like your, you know, like your BB8
1: that you control with your smartphone. Oh, I'm sorry. You mean? Some, oh, sorry. I thought you meant like an accessory for your phone.
2: Oh no no sorry no. This is an actual thing. It's an actual canine toy. Oh, I, mean, I know what of, you mean. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it's yeah. a reasonable size. <laughs> yeah. That um, you control um, with your phone. And you can it on your phone, yeah. And uh, these are quite expensive when they first came out, and now they're going for about fourteen ninety nine. I think I paid about sixty quid for this. Um, the Dalek <laughs> one, um, I never ever even considered buying it because it's like the paradigm Dalek. It's the red one, and it just looks terrible. Yeah. But I've got the K nine one, and I tell you, for fourteen ninety nine, he's he's really good. I was really pleased when I got it. Yeah, fifty five pounds it used to be. Yeah.
1: Well, it's now, on Amazon now he's at the moment. Yeah. yeah. So on Amazon um their original price was 69.99 yeah and it's been slashed down to 15 quid
2: yeah i'm pretty sure you were with me when i bought him do you know we were in the paradise Towers slough hotel um at the convention where you met tom baker i think and do you not remember i kept going back to the table and looking at this k9 in a box Mm -hmm. that's him that's
1: that one that's the one wow that that one that's that one So one, uh, yeah, the um the other one, the smartphone operated, uh, Dalek, uh, it's one of those oh. ghastly.
2: Paradigms. They've managed
1: to make it look even worse. They haven't <laughs>
2: even got the shape right, have they? No, it's not great. It's gone wrong. It's no. Good. Whereas the canine one looks decent.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I like the canine one. Hmm, good, good price. So yeah, bit of merch there. Yeah, a little bit of merch. If you're uh, if you're flush like Adam was, <laughs> was yeah, the other day, <laughs> go and uh, Make it rain Make over it rain. some Doctor Who. No, I... Flicking some some currency over stuff. <laughs> That's Any, it. Anyways. Um let's do our review actually. Yes. Now that we've come to it. Yeah. Um Adam, my good fellow. Seeing as <laughs> seeing as there's loads of um very typical old school. <laughs> get that drashing out of the camera for yeah, heaven's it's the third sake.
2: doctor story he's interested
1: um, there's loads of old school typical British stiff upper lip in this one Sarah my a chap what 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 Hello. are we doing
2: this week this week Gary uh, old boy we're we're doing the third <laughs> doctor classic the sea devils
0: soon you can search from the seas and, and your millions and exterminate him don't listen to him why begin a long and bloody war where thousands will be killed on both sides We shall destroy man and reclaim the planet. Is there nothing I can say to make you reconsider? Nothing. I'm sorry. Is the
3: machine ready? It is. Then activate it.
1: Allow me, Doctor.
0: Doctor, we don't want any accidents this time. The power may take some time to build up. You know.
3: I suggest you now dispose of this
2: man.
0: Take him both to the What's the meaning of this? I'm your enemy. I saved Peter. I helped you. I helped
1: you. Oh dear. Oh dear me. The master, he never learns, does he? No, he doesn't, does he? never (laughs) learns. So, the Sea Devils. uh, Back in 1972. Wow. This came out and it was a six-parter. Yeah. I don't think we've done a six-parter in ages. Not for a while, have we? No, a lot of Pertwee's are six, aren't they? They are. Uh, If you're going to do a Pertwee, quite a lot of them are six-parters. Yeah, so this comes off the back of um, the Curse of Peladon. Mm.
3: Hmm.
1: Hmm. So... (laughs) I need to stop saying so. So, the Sea Devils. Um, yes, uh, written by Malcolm Hulke. Hulk. Huck, uh, Mac, as Terence it's called. Oh, Mac. Directed by Michael Bryant. Uh, overseen by uh, the very, very awesome Terence Dicks.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, right. Plot is thus: uh, the Doctor and Joe. Um. Uh, how does it start? Well, they
2: they 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 take a trip off to
1: see the um, to see the Master in prison, don't they? Oh, of course, yeah. So yeah, okay. yeah. so um, if you're not familiar with this kind of era uh, of Doctor Who, um, uh, the Doctor is trapped on Earth at this point, isn't he? And he's working. He's he's on the uh, the unit payroll. That's it. So him and uh, Joe go off and see the Master, who is imprisoned at this sort of. Um, Military naval, high security prison. Yeah, um, it
2: kind but, of picked up a little bit from the demons, doesn't it? Because they finally captured him in the demons. He always seemed to escape, but um, I think that was the last time we saw him.
1: So they, yeah, they bung him in prison. And a few stories later, the doctor and Joe go back to see him. You are correct. Yeah, they they managed to get him, didn't they? At the end of that, yeah. so he's in prison. He's incarcerated. They go and see him, and uh, it's all a bit of a, a ruse from the off. We can tell quite clearly the the martyr is a seems to be rehabilitated. He's is he aware of his, uh, his previous sins and so on. And he's trying to, oh, the Doctor's having none of it, obviously, you know. Yeah. Joe's a little bit more... Do you think he's changed? And you can tell by the Doctor's face, having none of it. Anyway, the, the Master is in cahoots with the guy that's running a prison. And um, the whole sort of Master's master plan, if you like, is uh, he's, um, he wants to control or sort of side-by-side side, um, bring back these ancient race of, of aliens, um, which they refer to as the sea devils, that apparently used to sort of run the Earth. They used to they live on the Earth before, long, long before humans evolved from apes and all that stuff. It's a bit of a Silurian sort of uh, vibe going on. And uh, they've already sort of made sort of, inroads into taking out some of the human race because a lot of ships have gone missing and so and so. And, uh, the story just sort of escalates from that first, really from that first episode, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so the master is in cahoots with the sea devils. He's going to construct this device, which is going to, um, you know, help them, you know, rise back up from the depths because the think the sea devils, from what I remember from the story, they, they were land dwellers, many, many moons ago, but they sort of adapted to live under the sea or in the sea or under the seabed, whatever. Yeah. So um, this device is going to transmit this uh, Uber high frequency thing, which is going to wake up all the sea devils and they're going to come and take over the earth along with the master. And um, it's up to the doctor and Joe to stop that. And along the way they have to deal with various snooty, interfering personnel Mm -hmm. from the government. Um, They can't get hold of a unit. They get incarcerated themselves a couple of times. Um, And then the Doctor, as we know and love from the Pertwee era, does some very, very good sort of uh, uh, garage, Blue Peter style building of various mechanisms and machines, Mm -hmm. um, which all help to uh, uh, assist him in saving the day. And that's pretty much it.
2: Yeah, he does. It. He says it again, doesn't he? He does actually reverse the polarity he of the does. neutron flow, which saves the day once again. Which yeah. is awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And the story. um So yeah, as I normally do, dude. What did you think to this kind of overall, as as a, as a Doctor Who story? Not nothing in detail, but
2: no. Uh, overall, I, I really enjoy it. Really, you really like this really one? one. I do. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah. There's 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 a lot of things about it. I I think are um really
1: great. Yeah, like it. Good stuff. Um, well, I agree with you. Oh, you do? Yes. Uh, I think it's one of those. Um, it's one of those classic stories where uh, it doesn't. Um, it doesn't go too fast too soon. It's got yeah. a very nice progression throughout the whole thing. Um, as it's a six-parter, as you would expect when you watch all of them back to back, there is a little bit of a slowdown. Yeah. Um, after. Um, sort of episode two, um, episode two and most of three, um, we do have a bit of a slowdown there. It starts off very strong, really good story, but it does slow down a wee bit. Um, But having said that, um, if we were the age we are now back in the 70s and we were watching this as it was broadcast each week, I think it would have been a different story. Um, It's only because we watched them back to back. It's what, three hours?
2: Yeah, we'll I see you mean to. if you'd watched it. Yeah, yeah.
1: I, watched two, I watched two, two and two
2: actually, which is quite, quite unusual because I normally do watch them pretty much all in one, one go yeah. uh, or, or sort of two goes at the most. But with this one, because I had a bit more time this week, I watched two episodes a day, which really worked well actually. It really yeah, kept my, my enthusiasm for it going because it, it is fairly well paced I think, but there is a bit of padding in there um I think it's fair to say, yeah. uh, because it's yep. six episodes. But but the cliffhangers are really good because, um, when I got to the end of episode two, is it is that the one where he froze the knife? Yes. I can't remember. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. I was sort of I really wanted to watch the next one, but I was thinking, no, no, I need to I need to get on now and watch. I had to watch the arrest tomorrow, <laughs> uh, but the, I think the cliffhangers, all the cliffhangers in this, are fairly decent. Actually, um, they they did always want me, leave me wanting to go on to the next episode. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No, that's cool. There were some cracking cliffhangers back in mm. Classic Who, and this is um, no exception, really. Some of them are um, really quite intense. Yeah. Um, the first, with the exception of the first one, the first cliffhanger was, it was all right. It was just the sea devil's face, really, wasn't
2: it? Oh, because the, the zoom in. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But if you think about it back then, that would have been like the big reveal, I suppose. Yeah. Whereas see, now, yeah. now we know sea devil yeah, yeah that was
1: another good thing as well about um this story was the reveal of the monster we don't really see um much until sort of towards the end of the first episode do we so it's at least 15 minutes gone by we saw like one of them sort of pacing around quite slowly in this mm-hmm. um uh what was it it was like a lighthouse or it was a fort? The naval no, it was a big fort wasn't it oh it's the oil rig or whatever it is, is yeah it? yeah um but then yeah, like you say, the cliffhanger at the end of episode one, where it zooms in <laughs> um on the sea devil's face. And um and I quite like that. I I like it when we sort of hold off for a little while. We sort of let the story build up a bit of suspense and then we see uh the amazing classic Doctor Who costume and makeup in all its glory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, so like like I said, it's a bit um it's a bit paddy, like, you know, it slows down a wee bit. Overall though, um, Superbly written. Um, it doesn't rely on a huge cast, um, although the cast list is big. It um, is,
2: isn't it? Yeah, I was just looking at that. Yeah, yeah
1: although it's big, it really revolves around um, the doctor and the master with, with Joe. Um, and then you've got um, the, the guy who's running the prison where the master is, uh, Trenchard. Trenchard, yeah. Yeah, and then you've got the, the naval officer with his uh, blonde secretary. Oh yes. They're um, quite good
2: actually. Yeah. I think
1: it's Clark. Officer Clark. Hart is it or something? Um, oh, it could be Clark. Yeah. His yeah. Is, is it, oh, Captain Hart. isn't also it? Also Captain Hart. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then you've also, and then on top of that, you've got um, uh, just a bunch of other characters that sort of come into it. Um, There's a very posh, uh, sorry, a very British
2: guy that sort of comes in about episode four or five, doesn't it? It's like, it's really strange. They suddenly introduce this, this new character towards the end. Do you know the guy I'm on about? He's um, the one who's very chauvinistic and he's like, uh, put the kettle on, dear, let's have a sandwich. And he's like, he's very blase that the fact loads of people are losing their lives. And he's like, well, wow, this is war, my dear, and all that. I mean, he sort of comes out of nowhere, that guy. Yes,
1: that, um, that was the guy from the, the government. He was the government minister. was it been, Walker? Who had been sent, yes, Robert Walker. Uh, yes he had been sent to basically clean up the whole mess yes <laughs> and yeah his way of doing that was to essentially start a war which is what the doctor was trying very hard not to do um, i do
2: kind of like even though he's a last minute sort of add-in i do do like the bit where he's really panicking at the end where they're, where they're going okay. trying to escape through the chute and he's like he's i really like he's just a complete coward isn't he yeah uh, you know and yeah. then he runs out but he gets stopped by a sea devil and runs back in the room and shuts himself in <laughs> apparently that's only a continuity thing that you know it's because they realized that they hadn't actually filmed him escaping okay, with the others right. so it, you know like they all the three of them sort of run out the door and escape and then they realized that when they cut to the outside broadcast they'd actually only got two people running out that hadn't got him in it so Aha, they, that's, right. that's why that sea devil stops him on the way out and he goes and
1: shuts himself back in the room. <laughs> but I thought it made for quite a funny little scene. Oh, that, that's quite interesting, actually. Yeah. Because it is weird, because, um, well, not weird, but it's, uh, it's funny where he gives it all the talk, you know, the moment he arrives. And then when it comes to the crunch and he's face to face with one of them, he, um, it's brown trousers time. <laughs> yeah. And he's back in the room and <laughs> closes the in door. The room. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So the cast, although it's, I mean, and then we have um, the. Uh, the extra team on the submarine that have been sent down uh, to investigate uh, near the fort and they get captured by one of the sea devils as well. So we have that little little mini story going on with those guys. Um, was, which, it, um, was it not driving you mad trying to work out who one of the actors was? Yes, and I'm, I'm hoping I've got this right. Yeah. I, is it the guy that ended up in the caves of Androzani? uh oh, I might have got that completely wrong no, no no there's
2: a guy you know the guy with the beard and sort of like the yep. hair flowing down That's I was him. thinking I know who is that guy I know him no it's um because he's in the extras and he looks so different now it's Donald Sumter oh, who it? went on to be in Hellbent yeah I'm just checking maybe he oh, wasn't oh, in right. caves as well was he no he well, might have been but um but yeah it's so funny because when you see him as he looks now you obviously they're the same person. So you're like, Oh yes, but he looks so young and he's got like a full head of hair and yeah, a beard and he yeah. looks so different in this, but, but you can totally sort of pick out his features. So it's really like, ah, oh, but it took me ages. Well, it took me until I watched the, the making of to realize who it was. I was like, Oh yes, it's Donald
1: Sumter. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I for some reason it was really buggy because that must be it. because I thought yeah. that, because this was quite a few years before caves, um, and I thought that um, he was the... You know, in Caves of you've got the the mercenary guys. Yeah. You know, and he's like, you know, there's that guy with the beard. He's sort kind of running the, that little gang of mercenaries. I thought it was him,
2: but it's probably oh, not, is it? No, no, it's not. But I, yeah, yeah, I can see why you thought that. No, it's not him. They look very no. alike. Yeah. yeah. I'm just. I just must say this while I remember as well. Talking of recognising people... Did you recognise anybody else in this that perhaps might have gone on to star in one of your favourite film franchises? Although actually he didn't because he ended up on the cutting room floor. But did you recognise anyone else in this? No. Okay. Um, Well, (laughs) one of the guys that's on the... um, the, the, What's it called? That's getting killed off on the Marine base. Um, Not Marine base. The Fort? on the fort. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's you know the original Jabba the Hutt in the scene that was cut and then and then cuz originally Jabba the Hutt was just a big oh, yes. man. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and then obviously it, it, you know we know Jabba the Hutt went on to be uh, a galactic slug type
3: creature. Yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> well that that the original actor that was Jabba the Hutt that's in that scene um, that that got cut from the original Star Wars is the guy in this that's on the uh, oh, on the oil yeah. rig that get you know the sort of slightly portly guy and he's got like a fawny coloured the
1: big orange jumper yeah him, yes, him that's right. the original of the Hut oh I see I didn't clock at all
2: oh I just as soon as I, I only know because it was in the production subtitles so I was like oh yes and I thought you know Gary big Star Wars fan will he notice oh, I did not
1: clock at all oh next uh, time I watch it of the Hut I can see it now. Yes, I can absolutely see. Um, So there's actually quite, well, Like, I still stand by that. Although there is a very big cast list and a big supporting cast, um, we never really stay with them for too long, with the exception of Trenchard and Officer Lieutenant Clark, whoever he is.
0: Um,
1: uh, And obviously the Doctor and the Master. Um, But I think that's a good thing. Because it gives us an opportunity to dip in and out of these different stories that are going on, while we have that sort of underlying story that goes through it. With it's basically like tit for tat, isn't it? That we've mm. seen many times between the Doctor and the Master. Um, so we have that storyline running through the whole the whole time, really, with the Doctor trying to, um, you know, prevent a war, basically, and also trying to stop the Master's plan, whatever that might be. Yeah, because um, he knows that he's up to no good. Even though the, the master tries to convince him that he's a changed man, almost, and you know,
2: mm-hmm. and no. he's watching the um, what is it? He's watching, he's watching the, the clangers, the clangers, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, really chilled out now. Yeah, um, the doctor's not buying any of it. Clearly, no. I love that he plays along with him, doesn't he? Yeah, at the start, but he's like, he's, he's so not taken in by it for for a second, is he? Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, right. So direction in this one. Um, I quite like it, uh, Michael E. Bryant. Yeah, Michael Bryant um, yeah,
2: I thought it was really, really well directed. Actually, for the, for the time, I, I thought do. it was quite good. I think he tried to, yeah, I think he tried to to put some good stuff in there. Actually, some low angles, some so we get some good sort of point of view shots as well. And yeah, no, I think it, Michael uh,
1: Bryant did a really good job directing this. Yeah, we do get some good camera angles. We get some um, get some nice close ups. Uh, we get some really good model stuff with the submarines. Yeah. They're really good. We get some some old stock footage of naval mm. ships and explosions and everything. Um, that used to happen a lot, didn't it, with TV and
2: film? They used to just insert loads of old yeah, stock yeah. footage in that normally completely jarred with
1: everything else. Yeah. yeah. I think it was a good mix, this one, as well. We had a good mix yeah. of outside shots. So we have the Doctor and Joe um, out on boats quite a lot little speed boats. We have them out Mm -hmm. in the fields around the fort and everything. Um, We have them driving these cool little Range Rovers and these little really old Volkswagen Beetles with no doors and stuff. (laughs) Um, And then we have some good set stuff, uh, all the different offices around the base. We have the the fort where those two guys um, run into the Sea Devil. Um, We have the set of the submarines inside them, which look pretty good. Um, so yeah, it was a good mix, a good mix of stuff. It wasn't one of those endless corridors and the right. odd scene. It was a, uh, it was good stuff.
2: Yeah, it's a good mix of locations actually. When you when you think about it, actually, yeah, it's quite an adventurous um, shoot actually for the time, isn't it? Yeah, I, I love the fort or castle, wherever it is.
1: Um, yeah, it makes for a good prison. <laughs>
3: yes. Uh, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, direction was really good. I wasn't because um, there were some uh, classic stories that we've spoken about in the past where. It's a, it can feel a bit flat, where the, yeah. the camera angle's always at the same point and the same height, and, you know, there's just not a lot going on, really. No, I, I think
2: he tried to be quite adventurous with it, didn't Like, when the Sea Devils are having their big battles and getting shot and stuff, there's, there's quite a lot going on. There's quite a few fast cuts, and, yeah, yeah I think he did, yeah. did do a good job ejecting some energy in there, yeah. And if you've
1: got a six-parter like this one, mm. you kind of need that, really. <laughs> yeah. Because you know? if you have one of those quite flatly directed nothing adventurous then you're in uh yeah you're in trouble you're yeah in well
2: get. yeah like you said it's got to it's got to keep your interest no i think direction wise really good actually really cool i'm just thinking what a nightmare it must have been to get those guys underwater in the sea devil costumes i mean how they how they ever managed to get that because you'd think like staying underwater the heads would just float off because obviously you know it's a costume and i think they do say actually like they would see like a sea devil leg floating down while they tried to fit it must have been quite a a hard shoot i think some of that
1: i I would say so because the um uh, back in the day they were just very thick um rubber and plastic um masks and and body suits weren't they and a Um, string vest (laughs) string vest yeah so it would have been very very uncomfortable And quite, I wouldn't have liked it, really, to have had all that stuff on and then go under the water. Because then you'd have to stay under the water, you know, just for a few moments. while until the director sort of yells action and then you start to walk out, but you still have to submerge yourself and and wait for that cue and stuff. Must have been difficult, but it's such an
2: iconic scene, isn't it? That's great, yeah. Whenever I see that, I'm just like, yeah,
1: classic. Yeah. I didn't really have too much of a... I was going to come on to this later, but I don't really have too much of an issue with the um, with the the suits and the the masks with this one. The only thing I will say is um the 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 mouth movement was very very basic. Yeah. You know they couldn't really do. Mind you, have they? Have we had any decent sort of doct, uh, classic head sculpts or masks where the mouth moves very fluently? Um, very I fluid need a
2: Draconians, but then again, it's a huge, it's actually the real mouth sort of blended yeah. into costume. Um, no, yeah, not not I suppose not great, but I I love the design of the Sea Devils. I, lo- I love the look of them. Um, it's really weird because it's it's one of those things where something about classic Who you totally um, suspend your belief. Because obviously you're, it's so clearly a man in a suit and he's so clearly talking through the neck. Yeah, but I don't care because I kind of just, I love the look of it. I love the s- style of it. And I know it wasn't originally supposed to have the little vest. Um, but but yeah. I think it was Barry Letts actually said, there's no way we're having six naked sea devils. <laughs> it needs something else. So um, I don't think at the time they were that pleased with the, hmm. the net, but they couldn't think of anything else to do. But I, I actually really like it. I think it gives it a sort of organic feel because if they're supposed to have gone undersea and you know they're not going to come out wearing a three-piece suit aren't they? (laughs) you know they're just gonna so the netting thing although very basic i think is quite i think it's quite good i I love the guns as well love the design of the the round guns and yeah it's something different isn't
1: it yeah it's just
2: different but but the sea devil's design and the way they speak um the way they look the eyes even though the eyes don't move they're really creepy it's a great Um, design isn't it yeah, yeah i think
1: it's a really good design yeah yeah, it's got that um it's it's uh you, you can tell that it's um some sort of underwater creature because the way that they're because they haven't got like gills like a fish or anything like that so they're still quite reptilian but they have got like um like spines that you would see in a fish's uh fin if you yeah. like that come out of the back of their neck and all that stuff so it's a really good it's a really good combination of those things i think and i that's one of the um and I'm glad that they kept that reptilian side of it because they do link, they, they are connected to the Silurians, aren't they? Yeah, I think they're like cousins of the Silurians. Or yeah, something. they are related in some way. So I'm glad that they kept, like, they kept the reptilian side of things because otherwise that would have been too disjointed. It would have been too, if they went too far along the, um, the aquatic, you know, underwater side of things, and that would have been, it wouldn't have matched up then with their connection with the Silurians. I really
2: love that, actually, that there's a connection there. Because mm. we don't get that much in, we haven't had that much in Doctor Who, have we, where sort of creatures relate to each other. But it just gives it a nice little link. Because I love the design of the Silurians as well. Mm. I think the facial, face mask of the Silurian is, is brilliant, actually. But, um, but yeah, I think that's a really nice little connection between the two of them.
1: I, like, I really like they did that. Mm. And they do appear together, don't they? What's the story where... Sea oh, Warriors of the Deep. Warriors, that's it. Yeah. Um, mm. What's that? That's a Davison. It's Davison, Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Uh, so anyway, they are
2: connected <laughs> to the... Uh, Do you know? I used to love that. And last time I watched it, I was like, I couldn't quite believe it. But um, I'll have, we'll have to give that one a go. Yeah. Because um, yeah, I'm not I'm not <laughs> sure what I make of that story. Yeah. I, I much prefer the look of them in this as well. Because in Warriors, they've got like almost like a black, um, mm. PVC. Yeah, sort of outfit yeah. <laughs> on. It's like, oh no,
1: no, no, no. no I much prefer the, the vest. Yeah, the uh, Rab C. Nesbitt stri- <laughs> yeah. string vest, yeah. Um, right, uh, so Sea Devils look very good. Love the design. Yeah. Um, the episode moves along very nicely. Although yeah. it does lag. Mm, now and a bit, I think... It's not yeah, too bad. not too bad. Not too bad.
2: I was going to say, I think perhaps the viewers now might find bits of it a little bit slow, but I, I wasn't bothered by it, but I can see... <laughs> Yeah, some, you know, a modern audience might find bits of it a bit slow. Yeah. Well, if
1: you break it up, though, like you did, if you just sort of do, if you do two, two, and two, or three and three, um, because I I did, I think I did two, I think I did two, two, one, and one. Oh, okay. Yeah. um, I was planning to watch three and three, but then I watched two and then had to do something, and then I watched another two. And I planned to do another two, but I watched one, then I had to do something, so I go back to it. So that wasn't too bad for me. Hmm. that was that was quite cool and it's it it almost mimics what it would have felt like to watch these weekly episodes back in the day yeah um and that's something that um if you've uh, any listeners that have not sort of dived into classic coup, or you've you know that really is something to keep in the back of your mind that they weren't they weren't designed to be watched as one long story back to back you know they they were written specifically to have like these cliffhangers at the end of each week to sort of leave you wanting more so that by the time the following week rolls around, you're like, oh, oh, you know, I wonder what's going to happen with, you know. So, and that, that's typical of most of Classic Who. You know, they, yeah. were, they were written specifically to be viewed with, a, with a, a, a decent gap in between them. So that's just one thing to bear in mind. And I think, you know, if you, if you break them up, I mean, I think the first time I watched this, I did watch all six Um. But just out of circumstance and stuff that was going on over the past week, I had to watch them broken up. And I quite like that. I quite like that. It,
2: it's mad to think, isn't it, that, that it, at the time you, this would have taken six weeks <laughs> to, to conclude. Yeah. But I, I tell you, I can, I can sort of imagine being there. I would have loved this at the time. I could just imagine I would have been, you know, counting down the days to the next episode, I think. you know, But it's crazy to think that, that we can now we can just watch the whole thing. In like a couple of hours. But yeah, back then you'd have had to wait over a month <laughs>
1: to, to, to get the whole story. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, that is crazy. Um and what did you think to um like some of the plot mechanisms that we used in this? Because the overall plot was um the master mm-hmm. um wanting to um use the sea devils as like an army, if you like, to take over the planet. Yeah. Um so we had that that's like the main thing. Um but then we also had like um almost like a, a a moral issue or a political issue with things because it was it was based around um because a lot of the time with classic who it's it's normally around um you know uh, not 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 your typical sort of monster of the week thing. You know, Doctor Who I think it it goes a bit deeper than that. Because, you know, these monsters and the aliens and everything in Doctor Who normally have a larger connection with, you know, um, the Doctor personally or um, Gallifrey or the Time Lords or whatever. Um, it wasn't like a typical creature feature that you would see as a one-off thing and then that was it. Um, but with Classic Who, um, the the creature or the alien has normally got – the story is – normally revolved around their selfish reasons for doing something so it might yeah. be an alien that's landed or a creature that's you know there for, on earth for some reason and they want to wipe out the human race or take over the earth for their own selfish reasons and the sea devils they do have that because they're kind of miffed aren't they they're like you know we used to you know you know we used to inhabit the earth and now we want it back yeah um, which which you can see from their point of view but one of the things that they they leverage as part of that, it's this very thing, this very large subject about war, and not mm. wanting to start a war, and it very and the Doctor trying to be really diplomatic, and so he's going to and from, and it's all. Uh, we have quite a few scenes where the Doctor's talking about, you know, don't. He's quite miffed when, on the submarine, when they kill one of the Sea Devils. You know the doctor's not really happy about that. He's like, he didn't oh yes, yeah, so I do know that. that. Yeah, yeah. And then when he's back on the naval base, he's like, you know, let me try and negotiate with them. Let me try and reason with them. So, mm. um, and then when that minister guy turns up, the doctor's really miffed. Mm. He's like, what idiot? You know, started an attack. Mm-hmm. You know, I was this close to negotiating a peace and stuff like that. That's right. Yeah. So I found it. Um, although we had like the Sea Devils' motivation for wanting to, you know, r- you know work with the master so they could summon all the other sea devils and take over the world. Um, there, I, I did find that there was um, like a real world scenario going on where the doctor's mm. playing like Mr. Peacekeeper almost. Yeah. Um, and uh, I I've, 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 I, almost focused on that more than the motives of the sea devils. Um, I just found it really sort of just superb writing on, you know, for, for the character in this particular story. Yeah, um, where him and Joe are, not once were they ever um, uh, spiteful or had bad intents towards the sea devils. Even though people were getting killed and all the rest of it, they never they never showed any signs of revenge towards the sea devils or mm. you know bad bad intent. And I really like that about this particular story. Um, so, did did you get any of that from from this when you watched it, or did or was it just your normal?
2: Yeah. no 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 i totally agree yeah it gives it a totally extra dimension no i did yeah. i did get that i was trying when i was watching it i was trying to remember because i think the storyline to the Silurians is, is fairly similar but it's so long since i've watched the silerians i can't really remember it um but i liked the fact it tied in with that because they were sort of saying well you tried this before yeah and it didn't yep. work you know and um with our you know with our um, ancestors, no, with our cousins, you know, whatever that you know, so I like the fact they tied in with the Silurians, and I yeah, I like the fact that really the bad guy in this is the master and he's always the bad guy. He's meant to be the villain. Yeah. So, you know, like you said, the sea devils are are not bad. They 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 are doing bad things but for something they sort of think is right. So the doctor's sort of saying, hang on, you don't need to you don't need to go to that level. Mm-hmm. You know, there's another way. And they're they're sort of up for, for doing that, aren't they? Like, you know, they I love the bit where the Sea devil stands behind him as sort of he speaks the truth. You yeah. know <laughs> it's like I love that. And then the, you know, and then of course as soon as they're about to give peace a chance, uh, you know, in typical fashion we go and bomb them Uh, so it's it's like yeah i I do i really liked that because you could see it gives a totally different angle to the you know why this why it's not really villain is it but why they're doing what they're doing yeah yeah
1: and it's um there's a really nice moment as well where the doctor's finally you know got his point across and he's got through to them that you know war is no good you know if you go through with this you know thousands of people you know, on both sides are going to be killed. It's a pointless thing Um, because he's like, you know, man is evolved and is too strong now. You you know, you just, it's a fruitless. And he kind of, he he gets the the main sea devil, the guy that's running the show. He gets him round, doesn't he? He Talks him round and he's like, you know, peace is, you know, let's give it a go. There's a really nice moment where the sea devil puts his hand up and then the doctor puts his hand up and they sort of, you know, they touch hands like that. Yeah. And that's a really nice moment. And I thought, you know, that's because at first I thought, "What's he doing?" <laughs> I was like, "Oh, oh, is he got?" Because this, but ep- this story isn't um, isn't shy on throwing a few karate chops around. Cause ah, Because the, yeah. the yeah, the doctor does it when he kicks. Um, when he, does he kick the gun out of the hand of the master? Um, master, yeah. yeah. Um, but the master also, you know, he flings a few chops around. So I thought, oh no sea devil is he gonna like is he raising his hand to like dish out this blow to the doctor to put like, him on the floor yeah but no it's a really nice little moment and i think you know that is one of those really nice little scenes you know where there's a connection there um because they didn't have to have, you know they could have just left it at you know we will give peace and try, you know whatever yeah yeah. and, and then that's it they could have left <laughs> it there but it's just a really nice little moment and pertwee's great in that like those scenes where he's really trying his hardest yeah. to stop, you know, this big, you know, slaughter happening. Um, mm. Yeah, and we will come on to Pertwee in a little while, but he's he was fantastic in this.
2: I guess that's the thing, if it had been, you sort of, that's what's great about Pertwee's Doctor, is he's he's in control, but there's a, there's a vulnerability. Like, if that had been perhaps, um, you know, David Tennant's Doctor or something, he would have been saying, I am the Doctor, and this will end now. Do you know what I mean? Whereas Pertwee, you can see he's not, Pertwee's Doctor, he's, he's trying really hard, but he's, there's no magic. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. no magic wand to solve everything. He's just like got to try and find a you know a solution. That's Whereas right. I yeah. think today's doctor, they would sort of have it all sussed out in their head. And you know, I'm the doctor. Ch-, you know, look me up. I'm you This is not going to happen. And I like the <laughs> fact that this this doctor a bit more um, you know, a bit more out of his depth. If you like,
1: gives it a bit bit more of a danger to it. Yeah. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Uh, right. Let's talk about some cast members. Mm. Uh, what about the guys on the submarine? One of them's, um, one of them <laughs> is from uh, keeping up
2: appearances. Every time we come on screen, I was just like Emmett, you know. Oh, hey, but hey, I can't hey. wait yeah. to say Richard, but it's not Richard. It's Emmett. Hey, hey. Um, but, but yeah, no, I think they're quite good. And as I said, it, it, you know, Donald Sumter's in there as well, and he's probably the main one, isn't he? Because um, he's sort of in charge of it all. But yeah, I like it. I like the business with the with the Morse code as well, where they're sort of pretending to play games, games uh, oh, yeah. card yeah. games and stuff and then you get but they're given a morse code on the side of the ship telling them that they're you know mm. don't panic we're going to save you sort of thing i thought that was a really nice little idea um yeah and the cast are d- decent in it it's funny though the sea devil costume has obviously got a bit battered by that point isn't it because <laughs> the one that's watching over him is great actually in the in when it's in the background of the shot because it just looks menacing it's kind of just hovering over them trying to work out what they're doing yeah but when we get a close up, its eye looks really scratched and battered. <laughs> yeah. I feel a bit sorry for it. But um, but no cast cast of the yeah, and that side's fine. Yeah, I thought all the casts, actually were really decent in this. I don't, there's nobody in it that stands out as being like cringy or or bad or going over the top. You know. Um. No, I thought all the casts are really decent actually.
1: No, I agree. I think um, and I felt there was a real threat there as well to the guys mm. in the submarine. I thought that. I remember when I first watched this one, I was, I was sort of almost convinced myself that they weren't going to make it. Yeah. It was going to be one of those things where uh, it was just, you know, casualties that the doctor just wasn't able to to save. Um, well, we get a few at the beginning, I think, which is which is good, isn't it? We get a few people
2: picked off at the mm-hmm. start, like uh, our Jabba the Hut friend. Actually, no, he survives, doesn't he? He just does trauma. Yeah, um, his mate
1: gets petrified to death by it. the look of it. De- yeah. yeah,
2: Declan Mulholland is, is the actor who played Clark, the Jabber actor. Yeah, I think um, he survives, doesn't he? But there's, there's a good threat at the beginning, like you said. So I think that carries on through
1: through the, uh,
2: through the story, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, so the guys in the sub, I thought, oh, you know, brown trousers for those guys. They've had it, yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but they were quite good. i got no complaints about those guys. They were good. Um, what about the um, – let's talk about the staff then at the – naval base so that would include mm. um captain Hart, um his attractive little blonde secretary <laughs> steady um, now <laughs> and the uh, and the the very very british guy that turns up and demands breakfast and toast and and everything yeah um, I, th- I thought they were really well well played yeah. um uh, characters because um it's another another good example actually of how well the staff were written because um like the the, the, the secretary uh woman, I've forgotten her name. I think she I mean, might be Third Officer Jane Blythe, but Jane Blythe, that's probably it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um you know, they could quite easily just have, you know, written her as um a bit of a nobody. But she has a bit of a spine, doesn't she? She stands up to um the guy that turns up um, that demands breakfast and stuff, and she does a little bit of investigation mm-hmm. as well. Like um, Captain Hart has pretty much written off the the idea that the doctor's in danger. He's like, "Oh, he must have just gone." She was like, "No, yeah. no, he was meant to come back here first, and all the rest of it." He's like, "Well, he just got a cab, didn't he? He's all right." And she's like, "No, you know." So little little moments like that that been written for her, which they didn't have to do, um, yeah, because she wasn't really a big character in the in the in the story. No, but that's, no. What I, yeah, that's what I love about
2: Doctor in the classic era is you get somebody like that, mm-hmm. you know, this character and she's got like a little role, but she's sort of still quite prominent. But the actress gives it, every, you know, she just gives a really great little performance. So she's memorable. Mm. She's sort of so much more than just a little forgettable signed character. Yeah. Because, um, yeah, there's some lovely little moments with her, like when Joe's upset and she's just sort of comfort, comforting her and all that sort of thing. There's some really great little moments like that. Um so even though she's a small character, she sticks in your mind. Yeah, she's and, good. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, I just thought, yeah, nice performance and good little character. Yeah. I like Captain Hart as well because um, he's quite dismissive at the beginning, isn't he, yeah. of the Doctor? Um, and then he sort of realises that actually the Doctor knows what he's doing, so he comes around to him. But, yeah, I thought he gave a good performance as well.
1: Yeah. He was good. There was one scene where I was disappointed with him. Oh, okay. It's the bit where, you know, the, the minister guy, Walker, that turns up. Mr. Breakfast, yeah. and he essentially says to him, um, "You know, if you're not going to give the order, I'll replace you with somebody who will." And I was hoping then that he was going to stand up to him and be like, "You know, these are my men that are at risk. You know, I will not order it. Get someone else to do it." But he, he sort of he crumbles, doesn't he? Yeah, like, he does. Yeah. So I was, I kind of understand, you know, because he's quite a high-ranking sort of uh, officer. He doesn't want to, like, blow his career sort of thing. He can sort of understand, but I was just really rooting for him. I was like, no, tell him to bugger off. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, know? yeah. So otherwise, though, he's a good character. He's a um, good performance as well. So Edwin Richfield, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, good performance of him, really good. And then what about Walker himself? The very stiff upper lip, you know, no nonsense, no conscience. Yeah, yeah. I, again, really a good, good. good little character,
2: yeah. He's, he's sort of, in a way, he's sort of similar. He's cut from the same cloth as Trenchard, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Just one of these that's all mouth and no trousers, basically just <laughs> loves giving the orders but doesn't actually want to do anything himself. Although, actually, no, I'm, I'm slightly wrong. Actually, when we come on to Trenchard, there is a bit more to Trenchard, which we find out um, towards the yeah. later part of the episode, which I really like. I will come on to that in a minute, but um, but yeah, no, I think uh, Walker gives a good bit of uh, humour to the episode as well because he's such a he's such a sort of. Um... <laughs> Uh, I was going to say a pig. He's not really a pig, but he's, he's such a chauvinist pig, isn't he? Just like, you know, oh, thinks yeah. he's the big yeah. I am. Sits there eating, drinking, sipping tea. Well, you know, while it's all kicking off. So yeah, good little character though. Really yeah. Brings a bit of fun to it. Yeah.
1: Cool stuff. Um, all right. Let's talk about Trenchard. Yeah. Trenchard. Yeah. Um, Let's have a round of golf. A round of golf. Um, <laughs> Don't you go on? I thought he was really good as a character. Yeah, um, he is. I thought that... Um. Like the, the the master's obviously got this is what I found interesting. The master's obviously got a hold over him. He's obviously got some. He's manipulated him in some way, but he hasn't done it in the master's typical sort of you know when he, he gives people that stare. You know we get that really nice close up yeah. of um of uh, Roger Delgado with those sort of big bulbous eyes and he's got that sort of hypnotist thing going on and controls people. Um, he hasn't done that with Trenchard, has he? No, he hasn't. This is what I was going to say. This is what I love about this. Because all the way
2: through, I was thinking, why is Trenchard doing this? Why is he sided with the master? Like, you know, presumably the master's been in the prison for a little while. So what has the master done to get this guy on side? Because he seems very... British stiff upper lip lift um, like Walker, so why would he mm-hmm. why would he turn like what does the master offered him, and what I like about it is it turns out to be he he thinks he's doing a good thing. this again comes back to how well written it is he 's not actually doing it for nah evil purposes like the master the master's kind of tricked him into thinking he's doing it for the sort of good of the country in a way isn't he? he's like yeah but if you do this you're going to be thanked because you will have you know you will have exposed these creatures and for what they are and you know the master's tricked him into thinking that he's actually doing the country a a favor yes um so that's why i like it because i think that only gets revealed about episode four or five and all the way through i kept thinking I like Trenchard. He's a he's a buffoon, but why is he why <laughs> is he sided with the master? Like I assumed he'd been hypnotized, um, but yeah, again, down to the writing. There's there's a nice there's much more to it than that. Yeah. So, and he plays it
1: really really well. He's really good, I think. He is good, and he's, um, he's sort of relentless with it as well. He's sort of really devoted to this idea that the masters imposed upon him. Yeah. Um. So he's he's quite willing to sort of take people capture and you know, lock him up and he he orders people to go and, you know, uh, get Joe before she can, you know, leg off. And so he's quite, he's, he's bought into the idea hundred percent. Hasn't he? The, yeah. the master's really sold it to him and he's bought into it. Um, and it's good as well that we don't know about that until later on in the story. Cause like you, I was like, why is he, you yeah. know, what, what's the deal here? Cause he's not being sort of mind controlled like the master can do to people. So why is he, you know, it's, it's great. It, it's, great writing really really good and he's yeah his character's great as well yeah i guess yep. i
2: love that scene where he's boring the. he's trying to keep them busy isn't he while the master gets his electrical circuits together and the other so he's trying to keep them talking and i love that he's going on about golf for about five minutes and the doctor's getting so fed up with him isn't he? he's like yeah bye you know he's just like <laughs> enough already um i, I just thought yeah it's really nice little scenes with him in actually i love how the doctor just doesn't have any time for him at all Mm -hmm. he's completely like yeah no patience with him so yeah yeah, good character
1: good performance really good um and before we talk about the master Mm. um like like i said there's quite a few other supporting cast people uh, littered throughout each episode none of them are really sort of significant in a way but they're all pretty good like all Mm. the naval officers around the place and um yeah they're just really sort of you know and the radio operator guy as well with a beard um they all just sort of they, they play their part exactly as they should be doing it you know i suppose that's one good thing about having six episodes is you actually
2: get to know them i suppose i just thought that really maybe that's why you you sort of grow to like these characters that are in a way inconsequential but because you sort of got to know them over the six episodes you sort of go to get to like them don't you I suppose so that is
1: one advantage of having six episodes <laughs> yeah that's true yeah, yeah you can progress those characters and that story you know with a bit more love and attention yeah if you like yeah uh, right Mr Delgado oh, yeah. the master um, he's just <laughs> <laughs> he really is just one of those characters isn't he where it's just a joy to watch him you he's know, superb, isn't he? In, in pretty yeah. much every scene in this one, uh, yeah, he's just got it all going on, which I love because he's got that really. One of the things that I find quite sinister about him is when he's being nice, mm-hmm. or when he comes across like he's doing a good deed or he's doing you a favour, he's being nice. Um, it, 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 as the viewer, you can you almost you almost buy into it as well. Like, has he changed? You know, has he, or is yeah. he doing this? You know, with a genuinely good reason. And then just when you sort of get up to that point where you're like, uh, he might have changed, he has this really cool little evil sinister scene where something <laughs> he does something terrible and you're like, right, back down to earth, that's the master that we know and love. And um, he does that brilliantly through, throughout this story. Um, and he has some cracking scenes as well. Yeah. Um, so right from the off, when the Doctor and Joe go and visit him, when he's in prison he's just you know on his exercise bike or mm-hmm. you know and he's chilled out and it's that that's the whole bit where you're like well you know has he changed is he is he re- rehabilitated <laughs> um but then you find out very early on he's in cahoots with trenchard and the bits where he's dressed up as the naval officer and he's like karate chopping people and he's stealing stuff and then he's back at the prison um and then his whole conversations you know there are loads of good scenes where he's bellowing at the sea devils because the doctor's trying to negotiate the peace. Yeah. He's like, no, no. He's lying Ignore to you. Ignore this man. Yeah. yeah. And then he tries to have him bumped off as well. Yeah. Like towards the end, like because um, one of the things that has been very consistent throughout Doctor Who, even in the modern, even in the modern years, is the doctor's kind of tolerance, if you like, of the master in whichever mm. form he's come. Um, always willing to, to save the character always willing to try and give him the benefit of the doubt every time. Yeah, um, and it stems right back to this where uh, the little conversation with the doctor and Jay, where he's like, I think he says something like, you know, he, he he was a friend of mine at one point. Mm. Uh, you know, um, so it's nice little history there. But the master, he just he do not have any of it. Like at the end, when he gives the sea devils that big contraption that he's made and stuff, and he turns to him. He's like, so you'll be disposing of this man. Yeah. You know, and he's like, what? He's like you know, he's like your, your best bud from like centuries ago. And he's just yeah. helped you, you know, throughout the past two episodes. He's done nothing but help you. And you've got to bump him off. Yeah. So that's classic master and I love it. It's he's yeah. so he's so good, Roger Dagardi. The 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 chemistry between
2: him and John Pertwee is just it's a it's a real one-off, really, because they they really capture that. He's like a little naughty brother, isn't yeah, he? He yeah. just the doctor will always try, like I said, he would always try and see the good in him, even though he knows he's like this little rascal. Um, and the performance that Delgado gives is, is so top-notch. I mean, I love the, like you said, he did, when he's sort of pretending to be good, we know the doctor's not falling for it. But when the doctor leaves the room, he just bursts out laughing, doesn't he? He's like, oh, you <laughs> fool! You know, he he just Really loves, you know what he's doing, and and um, you know I, I just I can't say enough good things about Roger Deodar. Really, he's got a twinkle in his eye. Yeah. He does the humor just perfectly pitched. Um, the evil just brilliant. I, I just I don't think he could be any better. There, just I love him and John Pertwee together. When they're in a scene together, they just they spar each, off each other brilliantly. Yes, um, yeah. especially when they're doing the sword fight. I was going yeah. oh, yeah. that was just such a good scene you know they are just yeah you can just see that they get on well together but the fact that they keep that that sort of edge between them that you never know when the master will flip from being friend to foe yeah. is, is superb yeah he's so good
1: good stuff yeah? yeah
2: yeah the sword fight was excellent wasn't it so good
1: it's pretty good actually you can tell the that time. they've been yeah i mean exactly for the time you can tell that they've uh, been practicing uh, a little bit
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, the sort of scene itself, I mean, I know there's bits where it's sort of sped up and whatever. But I mean, yeah, yeah. I just uh, in terms of the scene itself, it's it's cool. Just so good to see them two having a fun because mm-hmm. they, they know they're doing it just as a sort of one upmanship. It's like oh, yeah. it's just. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Very cool. Um, right. Uh, Joe Grant. Joe Grant. Yeah. Katie Manning. Um, I quite liked her in this one. Well, I, I really
2: like the character of Joe. Mm. I really do. I love love Joe Grant as a character, and I really like Casey Manning. She's really sweet. I think that's you know that's the thing. I just love Joe. Um, she's really she, sweet. Yeah, she gets she gets some good scenes in this. I wouldn't say she gets an awful lot to do overall over the six episodes, but she's good. She does get some good bits in this. I think some nice scenes when she sort of, she's sort of always helping the Doctor get you know. um covering his back and she's always got his back getting him out of prison and all that sort of thing so
1: they're a really good team
2: they are that's it yeah Yeah. they're a good team yeah Yeah.
1: and um and Katie Manning she um I get the feeling that when she was going when they were going through the casting for this and they were talking to her and they said it's going to be this character and she's going to be doing this this and this I get the feeling that she 100% knew exactly what this character needed to be um And then when, you know, when she took on, when she started in the role, you you can, you can just tell immediately that she gets it, you know, she gets, you know, what her, what that particular companion needs to be. So it doesn't need to be a very feisty, shouty companion. And on the same, on the flip side, you know, then they weren't looking for a shrinking violet who's just going to follow the doctor around screaming her head off, being scared the whole time there's a really good middle ground with Joe where she does get scared now and then we have you know, the odd scream, but she's got a mind of her own and she's not afraid, you know, to, to, to muck in, especially when the doctor's captured as well. She does help him out yeah. a few times. So, um, I actually, yeah, I think like you, I really like the character of Joe. She's really good. And Katie Manning's just brilliant, you know, as Joe, um, really good. And I think, um, uh, I think, John Pertwee, did, didn't he say at one point that um, that Katie Manning was like, in, in his opinion, she was like the perfect actress to play Joe? Oh, well, possibly, I'm yeah. I'm pretty sure gonna, that there's an yeah. interview or something with him mm. um, where he said like, you know, of all the people that they saw to play Joe, you know, Katie Manning was like the perfect um, person who could have played her.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, there's clearly a lot of love between those two. They, mm. the, the friendship spills over onto screen. I think in the same way that it does with Roger Delgado. That you, there's, they're totally in character and everything. But you can, to, you can see that they clearly have a fondness for each other. Um, and I think the same thing with with um, John Pertwee and Kay Manning. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of affection there between Joe and the Doctor. And I think that's sort of echoed in real life, really. So yeah. they they do make a great pair. And yeah, they. They work really well together in terms of when they're in scenes together and, you know, and the sort of little, again, the little twinkle in the eye between the two yeah. of them and everything. It's Yeah, it's really, really nice pairing.
1: Yeah, yeah. cool. Uh, so, Joe, no complaints, really. Quite liked doing no. this one. Very yeah. good. Um, uh, Mr. Pertwee. He's excellent in this. He is, he's isn't he?
2: absolutely brilliant in it. In fact, um, I mean, I, I like John Pertwee anyway as the Doctor, but um, he's so, like, in in the zone in this story, there's um there is nothing about his performance I could fault at all. He's just he's in control. He's vulnerable. He's got the speedboat chase. He's got all <laughs> the sort of classic Third Doctor elements in there. But he's so good in his performance in this. I thought.
1: Uh, yes, mate. I completely, I completely agree with you. He's just fantastic in this mm. one. And um, one of the things that I really like about. Um, the way that he plays a doctor in this one is we get to see like the real um i think you said it earlier some of the real vulnerable sides of the doctor in this one Mm -hmm. where in there's been there's been a few um stories where he's he's not really played um he's not really he's never really been an overly sort of uh, clown-like character is he, as he is the Doctor. He's never been the Troughton-y um, type, Matt Smith type of Doctor. No, he's always been fairly straight with it. But Quite in this suave. one, yeah. yeah. But in this one, he was just, especially in some of the earlier episodes, where um, he's got like a, a sort of cheeky little grin on his face when mm. you know he's talking to Joe about certain things, and um, like the, the there's some funny scenes where, like, where. Um, Joe gets brought some sandwiches and he sort of kicks off. He's like, what do you think you're doing? You know, it's not mm. a picnic. And he takes the plate and just necks all the sandwiches and <laughs> and then just yeah. gives Joe like the empty plate and she's starving hungry. Um, and then like these cheeky little grins and stuff. It's really nice to see, you know, that stuff from him. But then we also see the really vulnerable side where he doesn't want to just go steaming in and blow the, you know, the place up. He doesn't want to kill anybody. He's really, you know, genuinely concerned that if he doesn't, Sort this out. There's going to be a big massacre and a war and stuff. So he's very, yeah. you know, and he, and he he does sort of, you know, put himself in harm's way more than one occasion throughout this. Yeah, you know, he's really sort of putting, throwing himself into it to, you know, do the best he can to stop this whole thing. Um, and the way that Pertwee does that, it's just so great. And in a lot like um, a lot of ways, you know, like we said about Roger Delgado, the way that he plays the very evil sinister bad guy which is the joy to watch percy is like the opposite it's great to watch like the heroic character you know going through the motions in the way that he does um, and he's so good with it He's like as the doctor at this point he's just so good he feels
2: know. really self assured doesn't he he feels totally comfortable yes. in the role he's, he's he does the, there's some really nice humor in this story actually yeah, sure some is. lovely little moments in this but he's also playing it completely straight. Um, he seems to be having a ball, actually. I mean, there's you go from like a scene where he's really like telling those guys, you know, you need to wake up, this is happening sort of thing. So very sort of, you know, strong doctor. And then you go to from that to a nice little scene of him with, um, you know, a sort of handkerchief around his eyes playing golf, you know, going four, yeah, yeah. you know, and just getting, you know, hole in one straight away. And there's some lovely scenes like that. Yeah. Um, but uh, he's really on point. as the doctor at this point yeah Yeah. totally playing it straight delivering the humour well great interaction with Roger Delgado as the master yeah it's just superb performance yeah Yeah. and he clearly loves doing all the you know the bit like um, all the action sequences like the speedboat chase and stuff I mean apparently John Pertwee used to just absolutely love doing that although he suffered from a bad back he used to love doing all those sequences. You know, he would, half the time he would suggest them. So if there's like a, a futuristic bike or speedboat mm-hmm. in Dot Two, normally it's because John Pertwee has spotted it <laughs> in an event and suggested it, it be included in the show. So, you know, I love the fact that when you see the Doctor on a speedboat, it's actually him. Yes. Um, yeah. Whereas Roger Delgado apparently was the opposite, couldn't swim. So was terrified to be in the water. <laughs> so, you know, he's quite opposite in, ter- in terms of that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, um, but, Sorry.
1: There was a couple of times, actually, where, um, especially during the sword fight, there's a bit where um, uh, John Pertwee's getting sort of uh, thrown around a little bit. And you can yeah. tell from a mile off that it's John Pertwee doing all that because, like you say, he loves that stuff. But there's a, there's a bit where he kicks the master in the face pretty much and he does like a backwards roly-poly across the table and across the floor. And it's not Roger Delgado. No. It's a, it's a stunt. Yeah, and, and I think that's the that's one of the things that's, that separate those two, where well, I think Roger Delgado was a bit more conservative about what he was going to get involved in. Yeah, Whereas totally. John Perksby, he was just up for anything.
2: He was. Yeah. I guess, I mean, I think later as the show went on, I think he, he did suffer from a bad back. So I think later on in the series... Um, Probably not by his choice, but they used to say, no, 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 you know, Stuart Fell will do this stunt for you. And I think <laughs> perhaps, you know, John Pertwee, given the choice, would have done it, but but, but practically couldn't. Um, there's, you know, the great scene where he's got the Sonic out on the beach with the mines. Oh, yes. As well. Yeah. And because um, they said that when he filmed that, he, <laughs> when, he jumps, <laughs> when he jumps on the barbed wire, he had the Sonic. In his pocket, so he actually lands on it, and I don't think he broke a rib, but he bruised a rib or something. Right? And he said he was in so much pain filming that scene, but because he was like, there's no way he was going to do it again, he sort of made sure he he got through the scene. But apparently, he's in agony when he because he sort of jumps, and if you can imagine landing on that that blooming Sonic in your pocket, apparently it just bruised his rib. So he's you know. But but I love that scene though because again he's not killing the sea devil. He uses it to explode the mines to scare him away, and yeah. that's what I love about Pertus Doctor is he's clever. Yes. He's always using his brain. He's always making gadgets. You know that's what I
1: just love about his doctor, really. Yeah, it's great stuff. And yeah. that scene actually where he dives on top of, I did find it funny. Yeah, it just he he doesn't really get any any. Uh, height or anything on it it's almost like he just flops he just flops yeah. he sort of jumps yeah. off and goes straight down it was quite funny but one of those unintentionally funny uh, moments and we also have the uh, the classic Pertwee uh what is all gummage face where he's getting strangled oh, he from at the behind. end yeah yeah just, yeah
2: just when you thought you'd seen the last of it he does do it doesn't he at the end yeah I did think he he really did it because I know you love it when he pulls that face oh, that's fantastic yeah I think um Pertwee I was going to ask you this actually do you think if I was going to say there's two doctors that get perhaps sometimes overlooked or are slightly underrated i would say william hartnell and john pertwee i think they're very often the doctors that perhaps are not always up there you know when people rank the doctors and i think it's a shame actually because i think he he's got a lot lot going for him as a doctor
1: an awful lot yes i i would say that um uh, hartnell absolutely and pertwee yeah a hundred percent agree with you on that one i think um the classic years are often overshadowed by tom baker and um possibly mccoy yeah it's funny
2: because mccoy never used to be you know like mccoy no no no. i mean probably if you think about you know your feelings towards mccoy that really applies to a lot of fandom i don't know over the years mccoy he used to be seen as um you know but Colin Baker and Sylvester McCoy, you know, in the hiatus and back in the day. I mean, I can remember being at school. People just thought McCoy was a joke, mm-hmm. you know, and he used to get written off. But it's funny. A lot of people have either come round to McCoy or or people that, have, um, you know, weren't, weren't born or were too young to watch McCoy when he was airing, who have now gone back and bought the DVDs. They've really come round to to loving his doctor, and I like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I don't know. Yeah, I sometimes just feel poor old John Perry perhaps just gets a little bit forgotten sometimes these don't get me wrong he's got a lot of fans out there but like you said McCoy always gets mentioned Tom Baker always gets mentioned Davis and all that but don't always
1: hear that much about this doctor yeah and we're not really one for um lists. rating a list like no. and lists like we're not really up for that stuff um but when it does come up when people do list like you know the best doctor eras and the best doctors and stuff he doesn't get as much looking. Some of the ones we just mentioned, but it's a real shame because um, he's so good and he's done like some of the, some of the stories from the Pertwee era are brilliant.
2: If I was going to say to someone, if you want to watch a good Pertwee story, I would recommend this one. Definitely. Just for his performance. I'd say, you know, if you want to see Pertwee's Doctor, check check this one out because I think he's, I think he's really, really good in it.
1: Absolutely, mate. Uh, Right. Is there anything you want to mention before we get on to our fourth?
2: There is something I must mention. Ah, Okay we cannot do this review without mentioning the incidental music.
1: Oh, of course, yeah. Which yeah. is
2: goes from like ear piercing to, to, you know, beautifully bonkers. It's like, it is an absolutely insane score that this, uh, this serial's got. Um, do you know, it's funny because the first time I watched it, I just thought it was terrible. I was just like, oh, this music. And, you know, because so, some of it sounds like a pneumatic drill sometimes. <laughs> it does, but, yeah. But, but you know, over time i've actually really grown to love it it's it's bonkers it's half the time you can't tell what sound effect and what's music it's absolutely bonkers yeah it's um, true. but i've grown to quite love it um
1: who did the music it must be is it malcolm clark no it wasn't malcolm clark yeah no, i is, was yeah. sorry yeah
2: yeah yeah malcolm clark did the music um
1: very experimental at the time very yeah
2: very yeah it's just i think it's at the very beginning there is a bit where he hits like a high note on a synth yep. and it is you can almost imagine your windows in your house shattering it is loud it's so yeah. high it's, it's
1: loud cool. as well
2: but i love all yeah. the boop 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 boop, <laughs> boop, boop. it's yeah. like it's mad there's a little like, um
1: there's a little musical there's a little music riff as well that always plays in the first i think it's three or four episodes whenever you see one of the sea devils mm. um there's there's little, this little riff that always plays and it's really loud. And I always think, uh, I always like to sort of reach for the remote to turn it down. But I think, no, because in a minute there's going to be some dialogue, it'll be too quiet. Yeah. But yeah, it's really um really experimental and quite, like you say, it's hard to distinguish at times what is a sound effect and what was the music. So but that added to the story, though, it's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, it makes it quite... It's quite unique to the story. I can imagine if you were putting this on for the first time to somebody that hadn't seen it, they would be like, what? You know, what is this music?" In fact, in um, my other half said at one point, "What is the music?" I was like, "Yeah, it's a bit, it's a bit crazy," but I've grown to love it. I, um, oh gosh, this is years ago. I, I've got the sound, I've got the soundtrack, but the CD which has the music from this on it. And I had a few friends around for dinner, which sounds a bit posh, but basically you just had some <laughs> friends over. And I put this on in the background just to see how long it took to get a reaction because I think we just had the radio on. I thought, I'll just slip the sea devil Sandra on, see what they say. And and it, within sort of a few minutes, everyone was pulling faces going, what the hell is this? <laughs> I was like, oh, that's a bit of a treat for you. Um, but it is a crazy score. Yeah, um, it is. <laughs> I'm kind of glad it's there, though. I'm kind of glad it's there because, I, yeah, I think in in its own way it works brilliantly,
1: but but it's, um, it's certainly unique. It does yeah. work for this story. Yeah. It's definitely <laughs> unique, yeah. Right, buddy, I think it's you to go first.
2: Okay, um, yeah. I'm going to give uh, the Sea Devils a score of 8.5 out of 10. Um, really, really enjoyed it. Was tempted to go higher. I'm only really knocking points off because uh, I think there is a little bit of padding in there, just a little bit, but, um, but great story, yeah.
1: Very strong 8.5 for me. Oh, good stuff. Um, I will go in with an eight. Go with an eight, okay? Yes, uh, I thought it was a um, very, very good story. Um, I, to be honest with you, I'm not, I wasn't really thinking along the lines of knocking points off for this and that. I just thought that um, some of the uh, it sort of slowed down. It slows down um, quite a bit. Mm. I won't say quite a bit. It does slow down a bit um, as you get out of episode one. Like the next two episodes, it does slow down a wee bit. Um and uh but I can't really I can't really mark it any higher because there's plenty of classic who um well there's a bit of classic who that I would consider to be better than this. Yeah. You know, so I can't really you know but I think eighty is a good score. I think it's a good score. Definitely I just think it's well.
2: a really yeah, I was gonna say I think it's just one of those stories I will always always really, really enjoy watching. Yeah, despite perhaps the odd little bit here and there. It's a great story. Yeah. Um just one other thing. What did you think of the master escaping at the end? Oh, yeah, he's yeah. very quick off his feet, isn't he, to get that guy in a almost perfect replica mask <laughs> yeah. and, uh, and and escape in a hovercraft. But how how funny is that? The master escaping in a hovercraft.
1: Yeah, I thought it was Roger Delgado actually having a bloody heart attack that they oh, just yeah. left oh, on, yeah. on camera. But um, no, it's a good little fake moment, and uh, yeah. it it does set up like future adventures between the two of them as well. Because it's like right off the master goes to plot his next you know, sinister attack on some, you know, unsuspecting world or planet somewhere. And then it's that nice little reset moment where you, the Doctor sort of looks up at him almost with a grin, you know, as he's, you know, doing the off in that hovercraft. The Doctor's almost got a slight little smile as if to say, sort of, touche, you know, we'll meet again in the future sort of thing, so yeah it's a great little thing yeah it's a good it's a lovely
2: little scene i gotta say uh, apparently john Pertwee was quite concerned about it if you get a chance to watch the, the making of um i just love seeing terence Dix and barry Letts sat next to each other they're just so funny together just saying about you know john Pertwee used to really worry about these little details and terence in his typical terence mannerism were just like "Gron, don't worry about it no one <laughs> just do it no one will notice you know so no it's really cool i love that little shot of him looking away like he said just we will meet again. Yeah. yeah. Brilliant.
1: That expression. And that, that's what Percy does really well. Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. So uh, what did you guys think? Mm. Let's uh, go to... Let's do an audio review first. Uh, let's do our good buddy, Alex Kingdom. Okay.
3: Hello, Garen Adam. Now, before I get into the Sea Devils, I just want to tell you guys something that happened to me today. I found out that I was meeting... Uh, I was going to Comic-Con, and I'm meeting your good buddies, um, John Levine and Sylvester McCoy, so that's going to be really fun, I can't wait to meet those guys But anyway, The Sea Devils Now, The Sea Devils to me is a great story, I mean, even though it's, uh, in some places The first three parts I'd say is a bit, uh, but you know, it's got a sword fight in it, so that's cool Um, I, I really like John Perkway in the story, I like Joe Grant and I really like The Master But uh, I just feel like this already happened in the show. Has anyone heard of the Silurians? It's basically the same plot. It's recycled. But I feel like the Sea Devils does it better. That might just be my opinion. I don't know about you guys. But anyway. um, I just really like the design of the Sea Devils. Like the little guns. Also it's got a unit in it. So that's always good. Um, but what am I going to give it? I'm going to give this one a 8 out of 10. I think it's good. I just think it would have got more but it's just recycled plot. See you guys next week.
2: Thank you Alex. Cheers, Alex. Enjoy meeting those guys. I wonder where he's meeting them, mm. Levine and McCoy together. McCoy. Mm. That, I must just say, by the way, wasn't the ending of episode four absolutely fantastic? Like, everything kicks off in episode... Oh, sorry, episode six, I mean. I meant to say that, but, like, the Sea Devils, the shootout that Alex mentions, it's like... It goes bonkers in episode six. Yeah. It's just, like, proper full-on fight, 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 fight,
1: Yeah, it's like a typical action movie. Yeah. on a time it really sort of crescendos into that huge, just... Everything kicking off. Is it? Yeah, it's good. Uh, on Twitter, uh, let me see. George Garrity says, oh, wow, what an episode. Even though I prefer the Silurians, uh, this is still a cracker. tweet on top, high arching form. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie yeah. Manning, great, adds Joe, as per usual. Uh, Delgada has a great role too. Unit regulars, Benton and Lethbridge-Stewart, good uh, when they're in it. Uh, overall, great plot and iconic scenes throughout another amazing Pertwee classic, um, 9.5 out of 10. Excellent. Uh, He says, P.S., did you guys hear that last week Sean Pertwee revealed that he was meant to be in Series 9 playing his father, but had to turn it down because of filming on Gotham? Yes, I had heard that, yeah. Yeah. I think it was in the
2: flashback scene, wasn't it? You know, we had the doctors running, Mm -hmm. running past, like the fourth doctor, and you caught, yeah sort of like half
1: second clip of him. I think it was that, but yeah, interesting. Yeah. Um, Lainey Larson on Twitter says, uh, the sea devils remind me of the ice warriors for some reason. And the third doctor stroke master sword fight was awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, what else we got on Twitter? Uh, Simon, uh, Mallinson, uh, since, uh, says simply a swashbuckling yarn. (laughs) Um, uh, Wesley McCammon says one of my favorites. Um, and lastly, on Twitter, uh, uh, <laughs> DT's nose hair Ooh. says, uh, quintessential Doctor Who, tweet at his finest. Yes. Yes. Uh, rightio, on Facebook, Lewis Palmer says, the Sea Devils uh, It's a pretty fun story. Not amazing, but pretty great. Um, it's a rare six-parter that I can watch all at once easily. Uh, the Master is on top form, and the sword fight is just brilliant. There is a version on YouTube which replaces the swords with lightsabers, which is worth a look. All oh, right. Uh, the Sea Devils themselves are good, and a famous classic monster. But when it comes to this story, I, re- I never really think of them. Uh, the Master overshadows them a bit. Overall, a nice story, which I definitely recommend. Uh, 8 out of 10. Excellent. Uh, audio review. Uh, this is Owen Daly.
0: Hi guys, hope you're both well and enjoying the show. So are the Sea Devils. I watched this when I was on a horror repeat back in December, it must have been, or November, and I watched it over three different nights or something when it was airing, but I think I missed one episode of it, which is episode four, so I can't quote on that, but I doubt I'll need to. But yeah, from what I remember, the Sea Devils was a fantastic story, um, and... I loved it. I love how there's nods to the Silurians with the Sea Devils being second cousins or something, or just cousins to the Silurians, and I'd love to see them return in the new series, as long as they don't mess up the design like they did with the Silurians, which they probably will, because it is new series, but yeah. I loved to The Master was in this, and he teams with aliens. And seemingly, he hadn't been in um, two previous episodes, and he'd been in all the nineteen seventy-one series. It must have been great for viewers back in the day to have the Master returning. John Pertwee gives one of his best performances, I think. And there's that fantastic scene with the Master and him having a sword fight. So overall, I really love this story, um, and I would I would recommend this to people trying to get into Classico. It would be a definite seven out of ten for me. So thanks for listening, and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of the show.
1: Thank you, Aaron.
2: Excellent. He does bring up a very good point there. I mean, I would, I think the Sea Devils are one of my favorite um, Doctor Who, I don't want really, to, I suppose, monster. Um, I would love to see them in the new series, but I would also worry about what they would do to them. Um, right. Because yep. uh, as far as I'm concerned, they've wrecked the Cybermen. Um, they've, they, I don't like the design. And I agree about the Silurians. I don't like the. The design in the new series of the silerians so i'd love to see the sea devils come back but i do worry that they would just i don't know maybe they just work well back then maybe they should just be left i don't know but you don't there like is vastra
1: the, hmm? you don't like vastra
2: well i like her but i mean i just i don't know they just look like it's too human i mean i just when okay. you watch the silerians that as i said the sort of whole design of the, the face is fantastic but yeah, i'm not not taken with the New series design that much. I have to be honest. So, but okay. would would you like to see sea Devils come back?
1: I would. Yeah, and I don't mind the Silurian design. I think they. I mm. think the makeup's really good.
2: I well, like, there's make- yeah. nothing wrong with the makeup and that. I just don't. They don't feel like Silurians to me. It feels like somebody right. made up. But, but yeah, okay. I would like to see them come back. I just worry what would be done to them. Yes. <laughs> would they still have a
1: vest? <laughs> Probably not.
2: <laughs> no, I yeah. doubt it. Yeah.
1: Continuing on Facebook. Uh, Sammy Satine Uh, she gives us um, her uh, short and sweet synopsis uh, which is so the master has been imprisoned by unit gets visited by the doctor and Joe uh, then makes his escape he teams up with the sea devils because he thinks that's a great idea Um, Hmm. I love this story as unit ruffles his hypnot I'm going to struggle with that word again his hypnoticness that's right uh, the sea devils joe action cliffhangers everything uh, roger delgado is the master is excellent as always he is probably my favorite master next to missy i love the sea devils i have a couple of figures of sea devils and i reckon they are cute and fierce <laughs> uh, you wouldn't want to mess with them but i think there's something about the eyes that makes them endearing i would love to see them come back joe is great and i love katie manning john Pertwee is fabulous the ruffles the capes the determination he's just got it all Um, Seeing him in that orange diving suit is different. Oh, and Ruffles and his hypnoticness have a sword fight. Overall, I give it a 9 out of 10. Excellent. Yeah. Uh, Lastly, on Facebook, Danny Brown says, yes, when I heard you were reviewing this, um, uh, when I heard you were reviewing this, uh, I squealed with mild joy. Uh, (laughs) One of my all-time favorites. Love the bonkers music and love the design of the Sea Devils. The only downside is the story is slightly too long, but I don't care. Pertwee and Delgado are excellent in their respective roles. It's brilliant. 9.5. Brilliant. I 10. think it might be one of my favourites, you know.
2: I really, really like this one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anything over on the Geek's Handbag?
2: Yeah, yeah. I had a, had one on Twitter, actually, um, right. from Elliot Beasley. Uh, Elliot says, The Sea Devils is one of the most iconic Pertwee stories. Who is also my favourite doctor? Not only does it feature the amazing Roger De Garda as the master, but it also introduces the Sea Devils, one of the best monsters in the show's history. There's the brilliant scene of them emerging from the sea, and I also like the connection to the Silurians. It's got all the typical action sequences of the Pertwee era and establishes the reverse the polarity of the Neutron <laughs> Flow line too. I found the premise with the Royal Navy very interesting, and the soundtrack is quite quirky if not odd. Overall, I'd love to see the Sea Devils to return to the new series, but only if they were kept the same. No redesigned, and the story was good enough. My final score would be 8.5 out of 10, simply because I haven't watched it in recently, so it'd be unfair to give it any higher. Hope you have a good show. Thanks, Elliot. That's great. Oh, a nice one. Um, yeah. I did have... Let's have a look on... Um, I did have something on the Geeks' Facebook page. Let's have a look. Just switch over. So, Finn Walsh... He says, hey guys, let's get straight at it. It's an okay story, nothing special whatsoever. But in my eyes, it's an easy watch, so I'll give it 6.10. No, 6 out of 10. Mm, So Finn's not not Mm. blown away by it, but he thinks it's all right. And finally, um, Harry Westergaard says... I love this story. I think it tops Doctor Who and the Silurians, which was a good one to begin with. I love the da- I loved Delgado in the story. Probably one of my favourites with him. He has great chemistry with the Doctor, especially in the prison scenes. That sword fight is probably one of my favourite Pertwee moments. I also love Malcolm Clarke's score, haunting and experimental. It fits the story well. Pertwee is also great, and as always, and the Sea Devils are fantastic monsters. Harry says, a classic, and one of my favourites of the Pertwee here. Cheers for that, Harry.
1: Nice one. So
2: yeah, so a lot overall, of love out there. Yeah,
1: yeah, overall, very positive. Right, next week, buddy, what are we going to be reviewing then?
2: Uh, ninth Doctor's Story, The Long Game, featuring everybody's favourite companion. Adam, <laughs> Adam yay! Adam, yeah. <laughs> the Long Game, God, I don't, I, well... I can't remember the last time I watched it. I know I say that every week, but this one I'm going to have to wipe the dust off because I haven't watched this one for a long,
1: long, long time. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> Is there a reason for it? Find out next week.
1: Ah, oh, nice one, buddy. Uh, right, thank you all very much for your um, thoughts and reviews on uh, The Sea Devils. Uh, some really good love for that one. Some great scores. Um, so highly recommended if you've not watched any Pertwee stuff or if you want to get into the classic years, that's one of those ones to pick up.
3: Yeah. It's, re-
2: it's really made me want to go and watch the Silerians actually. If I get a chance I'm gonna I'm gonna watch that this afternoon.
1: It's not a bad shout. Hmm. Right, we're gonna wrap there for ninety six. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you thank you for sticking with us. Um, I thought it was going to be a relatively short show this week, but no. <laughs> we
2: always say that, we're like, oh, we haven't got much, it's going to be a short yeah. show, and then we just waffle on forever, <laughs> and it's not.
1: The waffle, <laughs> the waffle never ends. We're waffly versatile. The story might be ending, but the waffle, what's the, uh, what's the thing from... Tenant's era that the Ood says (laughs) to the Doctor. I shall... Uh, When when he sort of says to him when the Doctor's like just about to regenerate and he's like stumbling towards the TARDIS.
2: Your story is ending now but I shall
1: sing you to sleep or something? Uh, No, but before, before that bit. Oh. Something like that anyway. But the story never ends or something like that. It's the end, but the waffle
2: (laughs) It's the end of the show, but the
1: waffle (laughs) (laughs) Anyways, thank you very much for sticking with us throughout all of our waffle and so on Uh, Congrats to Charlotte for winning the Big Finish box set We'll be in touch uh, to get that sorted out for you And remember to enter our new competition to win the Genesis of the Daleks target book Mm. So the answer um, that you need to give us is Who is the cover artist? for the genesis of the dialect book genesis of the dialects book um just hit us up on facebook twitter email whichever you like and we will definitely uh, announce the winner on next week's show uh, until then head over to the website www.bigblueboxpodcast.co.uk from there you can listen to all of the previous episodes now uh, you can subscribe to our weekly newsletter and you can also link off to facebook twitter and all that stuff uh, do remember to check out Adam's channels on uh, Facebook and YouTube The Geek's Handbag yeah, new vid up this week All right, yeah, finally, yeah, new vid some great stuff over there
2: all my Doctor Who steelbooks you'll be able to see ah, getting nice. scratched the bits as
1: I review them <laughs> <laughs> good stuff man, so remember to check out Adam's stuff really, really good uh, right, next week we are doing the ninth Doctor story, the long game so we look forward to your thoughts and reviews on that uh, as usual, if you want to send us an audio review, that's all fine and dandy, but just please try and keep it to roughly a minute long. Until next week, my name's Gary. My name's Adam, and remember, M- M- hey,